Hello and welcome to episode 309 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, writer of MI666, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the underground velvet that is Tony Esmond. Bonjour, mes amis. (laughs) You notice I tried to put like a little bit of a French accent when I said words earlier. Yeah. Or you said words I, I, in the future. I mean, I mean, you have to appreciate the attempt. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get the words right. It yeah. doesn't sound very convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ah, it was alright. M- m- much <laughs> like we we appreciate that you that, that you like the fact that we attempt to do something mildly entertaining and perhaps informative on a weekly basis for you. <laughs> but yeah, yes, nice welcome, done. welcome to the show, and it is a very special one this week because we're going to be talking about Europe comics again. And um, got very excited. Yes, it is. Uh, we have a fantastic interview coming up, full of um, that. Felt, that feels like the quickest interview we've ever done. But I've just looked at the clock, and it was like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, 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 it yeah. yeah. Um yeah. We are sorry slash not sorry for the amount of money <laughs> you're going to spend and how mm. your um, book wish list is going to grow. Yes, yeah. it's, it's all for a good cause, and that causes comics. Do you know what else um, does good work for the cause of comics? Comic House. Yeah, I sure yes. do. It's Comic Our lovely sponsors, who Dan now has um, the information up on his screen, hopefully. Um, but yes. they are the indie comic marketplace with a difference. Um, they the get different, the behind the curtain there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the, yeah, people think that we think all this just off the top of our heads. Yeah. Probably Man, because yeah. this sponsor ad is always so unprofessional. <laughs> you usually have this shit memorised, but it's a bank holiday, so they have to read off yeah, the website. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're mostly we're three quarters drunk anyway today. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I had two cans of shandy. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and I'm feeling still it. Still steaming. Yeah. <laughs> still, still drunk. <laughs> yeah, it was the really good stuff from Tesco as well. Woo! Um, and you can get lots of really <laughs> we're talking about really good stuff in the form of comics on Comic House yes, if you go to comichouse.com there's a huge selection of titles on their database creators are listing their books on there and just start selling their hard copy of their books, another avenue to do that but they have an amazing app an amazing digital app that is being added to all the time um, it's basically like Netflix for comics subscription for only £3 a month which is cheaper than most your average digital 20 page comic but but for that you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics um dan what stuff is on there at the moment we've got uh chlorophyll by our friend charles raymond uh, that's a lovely little comic got pumpernickel one uh watching sugar life as a cat the voice of the hall the bad bad place which has got an absolutely fantastic cover on i'm gonna have to read that one it looks good uh broke down and four dead bodies volume one issue four uh, we've got extra shitty stories, visiting hours uh, of the same coin, <laughs> issue sorry, one. Sorry, is, it called, we... is it literally called extra shitty stories? Yeah, extra shitty stories, visiting hours. Like you add about three titles to read out every week now. It seems to go on. Yeah, it seems to be so much on there. Yeah, while Dan, go, while re- Dan reads the list, me and Tony can go off and make a cup of tea. <laughs> really, the story <laughs> synopsis for extra shitty stories: short yeah. shitty stories collected from a, a comics originally serialized on my Patreon account. Features a hallucinatory visitation, overzealous shit heel, a pair of dorks, and a mopey sad sack. Well, that, I mean, that's that yeah. could be the description of this show. I had mopey basis. sad sack in 1973. It hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No. And uh, <laughs> finishing off the the roundup, we've got Vanguard issue 19. Yes. Yes. Bang. Yes, 
the, the two V titles, Viper Vanguard. Check him out. What are you, are you, are you <laughs> gonna are you gonna do the the trilogy trilogy of V Dan? Is there gonna be another the v, v the V trilogy? Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, God, I think of a title for V. Vagina. Yes, writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> God's sake. No, God. <laughs> We, went, well, we, go we go highbrow in a minute. And, yeah, we, we, go, do. we, and we don't go highbrow. We go uh, like sensible. And it's, yeah, all, yeah. it's all in the name of comics. Because we May love comics. Week. And um, it's, it's amazing how sometimes like you have a long week of work and sometimes you, you're just tired and then think, oh, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about. And then you start talking about comics and you just come to life. Oh, that's, that's a way. Yep. And um, yeah, this I is got, I got chills. Are we're talking about some comics here. They are. Yeah. are and you I, I, literally, I got so excited, I could feel like the hairs on the back of my arm standing up because I was getting excited about the comics we were talking about. That is no word of a lie. There's some amazing stuff we talk so, about. We talk about one comic. I'm going to elaborate a bit more on. I think we both elaborate a bit more on at the end I'm of the show. Out a bit, yeah, yeah. Fucking brilliant. I love it. <laughs> oh god. Um, <laughs> But now uh, we're just getting stuck into it. We're, we, we've got some other topics. We've got a couple of topics that we're going to talk about a- after this. But you don't want to hear us waffling on nonsense. Oh. You want you want to learn about some amazing comics that you, that you haven't heard of that are now going to be your favourite books. And now is the time to do it. So here is our talk with Nizelli of Europe Comics. Right, this week we're taking some time to once again shine a light on the wonderful books of Europe comics. We've talked about them yep. for years now. so We had should... a huge email as well, didn't we, this week? Yeah, that yeah, was just yeah. full of amazing comics. Yeah, um, And it's not just us talking about how much we love them. We're very pleased to be joined by Nazelli, one of the folks behind the output, which is going from strength to strength. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, Nazelli. Good to have you on, mate. Yeah, it is a pleasure. Um, obviously, um, folks, if if you're a first time listener and you don't know what we're about to talk talk about, oh boy, you are going to be discovering <laughs> some amazing stuff right now. Because if you haven't heard of uh, Europe Comics, then now is the perfect time to jump on board, as the library of titles has just grown, hasn't it? It's just it's huge. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So many wonderful books to discover, and we'll be talking. And you know, with there's some great all kinds of genres at about, and uh, you know what. That Europe Comics are going to be putting out and their work, work and what they do. Um, but but to kick us off, um, obviously the world of comics publishing um, has naturally just obviously been affected by the events of like the past couple of years. Without naming no names, we all know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you guys have been consistently sort of putting out like fantastic product and books of all kinds. Um, how have you found and adapted to the challenges of the past couple of years working um, in the digital sort of publishing field? Well, this was our idea from from the beginning. You know, mm. we actually when we started in 2015, actually the idea was born in 2014. We realized that the market was becoming more and more mature, that digital was becoming big in the US and the UK, and that publishers like uh, independent publishers or middle small publishers were emerging more and more, and they were looking for for quality content for graphic novels. So we said, wait, we have a huge variety of graphic novels. 
we can uh, sell them in digital. We don't need to, you know, print and publish and, and do all that work of a real publisher, but we can still sell our books abroad uh, because there is demand, there is readership. And that's how we started. And actually it's been, yeah, we, we were lucky. It's been growing uh, pretty well. And the thing that we will mention that happened last year, actually, <laughs> yeah. those who shall not be named, uh, happened actually didn't really affect us i mean we miss seeing you guys in live we miss meeting yeah. people at events we miss yeah. bringing our european authors to the us and the uk but apart from that the good news is that people keep reading and more and more actually as we saw the publishing industry worldwide in print but also in digital of course um kept uh, you know uh, increasing its numbers so I mean, we are, of course, it is a big investment. Uh, I think this is one of the next questions that you're going to ask me. It was mm. a big investment from the beginning. It's very, very big. So, uh, and it still is an investment, but uh, we had some help from the European Union that really uh, made a huge difference. We managed to put out now, we have around 1,200 titles, which is oh. pretty big for five oh, years. Awesome. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Bloody yeah. hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work, <laughs> I have to tell you as well. <laughs> I, know, I know it's in the first, the first five minutes the interview we managed to mention the the, the dreaded c word and the dreaded b yeah. word as well now we only have to talk about uh, trump and everything will be okay in fact, but, uh, <laughs> in fact the last time i saw you Nazelli, was the day that the uk left europe <laughs> i believe because yeah. we, we, we were on glam and i was trying to get home and they tra they cancelled the trains and me and sam no. were like oh my god we're trapped in france Oh, oh no. no! Well, is it so? Is it so bad in the end? You have so many comic book shops in France. So. Um... Oh yeah, here's an ideal. Yeah, I think I could quite happily live there. I got to. Yeah. Worst, worst place. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But... So basically, yeah. I think in the past, I can say that in the past year and a year and a half, we've had a you know a lot of interest, a lot of sales. We had to move into digital events, so. Okay. We had to adapt a bit, of course, our our, our everyday work. But apart from that, I mean, we really with, can't complain. With a digital event. Especially since you know you're a digitally focused com uh, sort of comic book publishing house, mm -hmm. um, w was that a more difficult change, or, or were you more prepared to work on, on that sort of thing? How does it differ? Uh, well, I have to admit that it was it was a difficult change, uh, mm. even for us. I mean, uh, mentally, of course, uh, it was easy to switch, but mm. we still needed to acquire these skills. And, you know, a few years ago, there was no Zoom. Uh, we didn't do uh, virtual uh, uh, book launches and we didn't do virtual, uh, you know, drawing workshops. And we learned. We had to learn very quickly. And thank, thank God there are so many courses <laughs> that help us learn. And we really had to. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit. I mean, I think we were quicker than other pub like more traditional publishers. I guess we were quicker because, uh, yeah. Because it's as you say, it's a bit in our it's in our nature. But yeah, we had to learn many things. I think as a sort of cynical person, I don't think there's been a better time for digital comics, though, is there? Let's face uh, it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sort of everyone sitting yeah. at home, reaching for the yeah. uh, the iPad, or is going to be yeah, yeah. I've certainly torn through loads of your books since the, yeah. the dreaded C started. You know, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, definitely. With with that in mind, I mean, you very kindly <laughs> send us some of these titles <laughs> to check out, and like we say the the breadth of different sort of titles is just as astonishing as the quality of the titles themselves and it it really speaks i mean to me ever since like we discovered europe comics it is um like true discovery um because i i think all comic readers just across the board i think i think across the world they're all in a bubble aren't they i think everyone's in, in a kind of bubble of what they like 
or mm-hmm. you know the, the sort of, whether it be superhero or slice of life everyone or you know just american comics or just just this and i think there's not enough people especially like in the uk and the us that have necessarily tried like the, a, lot, a lot of like the european books and as soon as you dip your toe into the water i mean we went mm-hmm. in, we went in uh, like under we just we just drowned in it I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like okay. a big awakening, wasn't it? Like, yeah, discovered all these great titles. Like, wow. Baptized, basically. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect. <laughs> that's the perfect description for it. Yeah. Um, Comics I mean, is a religion, so we're fine. Yeah. With it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, from your perspective, it you know is that part of the joy of um, putting these sort of like translated titles out to these audiences that you know so many more people are discovering these books that you know you've been a fan of for years mm-hmm. or, or like new new books yeah well uh yes it is a huge joy and mm. when i hear or read comments like yours it's really it gives sense to what we do because <laughs> yeah. as i was saying we publish many books and we are a tiny tiny team of four so it is pretty hectic sometimes uh so it's really gratifying to to hear these things but you i can you're a team this, of four yeah. did you say you're a Sorry? team of yeah, four, uh, four exactly. people four. hold on <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. No, but wait, 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 wait. There is more. Actually, we don't. Um, basically, part of my answer is going to also uh, uh, reply to your other question: is that mm. we publish in English the books of a few publishing houses that are so the books that are originally published in French, in France, and in Belgium, in Italy, uh, in Serbia, in in Poland. Uh, so uh, in Spain, um, we publish them. So. There's all each publishing house that has their own list, and we pick mm. uh, books from those lists and we publish them. So it's not really our merits, like hundred percent. It's not the existence of the books that it's it's thanks to us. Yeah, so you're we not editing them, them other than yeah, yeah. other than no. yeah. translations. Yeah, yeah, okay. We, yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's a bit more than translation. Also, it's we call it the packaging, but there's okay. the editorial selection. There's a lot of editorial work uh, to to just translate and letter and correct and and decide in what format and chapters or in, uh, like collected editions. There is marketing stuff. Behind, yeah, definitely. Of course. Mm, yeah. yeah. But uh, the variety that you mentioned comes from the fact that, well, Franco-Belgian comics are extremely diverse. But on top of that, we also have the other countries. So this is what makes this the, the Jordan so big and so deep. It's because there is a, this selection from all of these different publishing houses and in, in these different traditions. Mm. Yeah. 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 So you've got this, uh, you've got a relationship with, for example, Dargard. Yes. Uh, to publish their books that haven't, been mm-hmm. sold in English language already yes. to put them on on digital, and then almost it's almost like am I right in saying the the digital storefront on you know places like Comicsology is almost like a a place where people can see your book and decide honestly oh well that looks like worth translating into another language yes. for example yeah. yes yeah and even in English that that's yeah. The yeah American publishers would say that's worth uh, publishing it in print so yeah because yes, exactly we occasionally see books that you put out that then suddenly appear from you know Bloomsbury or you know, even no brow or these sort of people will then yeah. will then publish in in solid book format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. this was actually one of it's a, one of the our hidden objectives. I mean, hidden in the sense it's hidden from the eyes of the of the readers, but of course, right. this is our B two B line of work actually licensing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what would um, make it? How would you, you know, the selection process go if you're up with titles from other publishers? How would they? Is there a kind of like a team or a committee or a voting system you put books through? 
No, well, uh, yes and no, because the different publishers have different status in the sense that the the idea of the project and the main uh, entity behind the project is is a is a, a company called Mediatune. We are actually rights and licensing agent. We belong to the same publishing group as Dargo, Dupuis, and Lombard. So the three largest Franco-Belgian publishers. We are all right. part of one big company. And then the other, the smaller, the, the independent publishers, the Italian from the other countries, basically from Italy, Serbia. Um, and Spain and and Poland, they are we just they are part of the partnership. Basically, they choose their own books, whereas we, so my my manager and myself, we choose the books from uh, the Dargo, Dupuis, and Lombard, so the biggest catalogs. We choose them according to many criteria. So when you were talking about the diversity of the, of the European comics, we choose some books that we know are going to sell. In digital, we choose other books that we know are going to be sold afterwards to publishers in print, and we choose other books that we know won't sell much. But because, uh, but these are books that have value, that have more like uh, th these are classics, and these are yeah. important yeah. books to showcase to show really the tradition of of, of European comics. So I was going to ask a bit about that, Nazeli, because I think mm -hmm. in the early days we were seeing an awful lot of books that were um, probably unknown to us, but considered classics in Bond SNA. Yeah. Um, being published by yourself and but and and so slowly you've moved a little bit further into publishing more recent books is that right yeah. and, and a lot more sort of um slice of life and some more sort yeah of, yeah is that it, right? this is this is this is right yeah because yeah uh, of course, uh, it's a big investment, as I mentioned. So we could allow ourselves to publish really those graphic novels that that depict that that uh, basically are the classics, but that we knew that they wouldn't really sell much. We did this when we had help, like funding from the European Union. Uh, whereas afterwards, now that we are funded by ourselves, of course, uh, we okay. also try to choose books that are a bit more, let's call it commercial. But you know that it's never really commercial. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Or sell one way or the other and they are yes and it's true that we we started with backlist with a lot of backlist because also we needed to build up a catalog and because yeah. we had really a lot of quality backlist now with time we've published a lot of backlist there isn't that much left that we feel that we can publish now so there's more and more new titles that we published almost simultaneously by the way with the with the french with the french edition or the italian right. or the spanish edition yeah yeah that's that's so you you uh, alluded to it there so there has been i think am i right in saying that you were started off by it was kind of like um um an eu funded project and now you've moved over into your own sort of area of business is that right yeah that's exactly it it started yeah. as a new budget uh, as a new funded so it was funded at 50 percent by the european union for four years and afterwards thank god because of its success we managed to to continue uh, the project okay, yeah yeah. yeah well let's let's talk a little bit about nazelli so are you, have you always been a comic fan mate of you is, is comics no been a love... no okay all right okay <laughs> that's the thing when one of you said the books that you've loved when since you were for a long time it's not true uh, right. I... <laughs> <laughs> no but it's it's not it's not a bad thing but i grew up yeah. uh, behind the iron curtain oh so wow okay there were no right. comics there there were there was just some some mickey mouse disney comics in the 90s after the fall of the right. of
Yeah, so I, I grew up with that. And then when I arrived in Belgium, I really discovered this amazing me too, just like you, you know, I was kind of baptized okay. yeah. <laughs> into comics. And, and I guess this kind of helps me to sell them to people who don't know comics because I have this objectivity, you know, I have this kind of distance. Uh, I'm and not sort of fresh uh, enthusiasm as well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I have yeah. more of the arguments. Instead of just saying it's amazing, it's amazing, I can say why it's amazing because I also, you know, when I read it for the first time when I was already adult, I, I managed yeah. to judge. So yeah, yeah, but I have become. I have really have become. I I read comics even in my free time. So <laughs> good to know. Work. Good to know. Yeah. Have you got any particular favorites? What were the first ones that struck you then when you sort of dived into Bond Was there well, anything that? Yeah, I had two favorite series, which are still two of my favorite. Black Sad, of course. Oh, oh yeah, so fantastic. good. Yeah. We've just we've just reread Black Sad. We're, we're just ah. it's just. Incredible. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Well, it's yeah. a classic. It's it's turned yeah. twenty years now, and the other one was Ghost Money. I don't know if you know it. Actually, we started publishing it uh, very early on, and it, it got sold immediately to to the U.S. Magnetic Press. But oh, okay. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite. You should check it out. Ghost Money. Yeah. Have a look. We we do, we review quite a lot of Magnetic Press stuff. They they ah, translate cool. a lot of stuff. Don't yeah. know that comes yeah. through for you. Yeah. We work yeah. a lot with them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So, the, how did you how did you come to work at Europe comics in how did how was that um yeah it wasn't well I don't know if I can say it was by accident or somehow but I I came to Brussels and I wanted to work in publishing and I got into licensing they saw into this the current company that I work for uh comics licensing and uh because uh, I wanted to work in public I, I studied publishing so I wanted to work in publishing but not comics in particular I just thought okay publishing but uh, I didn't speak any French and you know Brussels is French speaking so I had to find a job <laughs> okay, okay. you know where they speak other languages so I, I, I speak Italian and English so that's how I started so it was a bit by accident I was an intern and then they decided to launch Europe comics and they called me back and that's how and we thought in the beginning it was going to be a tiny little project now going to be assisting someone on the project but then it turned on much bigger actually who had underestimated the work and it became actually yeah, much bigger you've, you've, you've kind of traveled the world with it <laughs> haven't you i think yeah. yes 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 definitely that's why this last year has been so strange <laughs> not to, <laughs> to travel at <laughs> right, all yeah yeah. yeah yeah we used to do three or four shows in the in the u.s uh, comic cons and a little smaller like uh, well that's the thing that's also amazing about the fact that we have such a varied catalog is that we can go anywhere and we would have things to present and authors to present like we can go to TCAF and to moco you know the smaller independent uh festivals but then also to new york comic con and san diego comic con and and uh huntingdon you know. beach that's where i saw you wasn't it yeah we're yeah, in, a, yeah. We're in a, a market stall in huntingdon beach yes, yes. <laughs> <Boulay>. <laughs> yeah the weirdest i mean weirdest for us the weirdest of places you know, <laughs> yeah. how, do you, how do you find um in those sort of markets um like the reception or like you know um how open um people mm. are to your your yeah. comics well, I have to say that they are much less open than you, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. Well, this is, yeah, no, but I mean, uh, we like challenges. We were, we knew it. We were ready for it. Yeah, we knew, yeah. we knew that uh, on, on the one hand, there would be people like you who would say, you know, we've discovered this whole new world uh, of comics, and then there were other, there are other people in the U.S. For example, the U.S. Uh, from what I learned also through my work is that the U.S. storytelling is different. Uh, many people who've, who've only read uh, superhero comics, they find it difficult to read some of our comics, even comics similar in genre, like, 
action adventure comics. Mm. We don't have superheroes, but you know, action yeah. adventure. You got like Infinity Eight and stuff like that, haven't you? Yeah, you know, those sort of books. Yeah. But still, they say the storytelling is different. The structure is different. The, there is more complexity in the stories. It's not as it's not character based. Almost never. It's really about the story and less about the characters. So I think some readers had some hard time. We we do receive a lot of we work with a lot of bloggers and reviewers. We do receive a lot of comments, and some of them find it hard to follow sometimes. Or, but I, yeah, I so. don't know whether they're being totally genuine there. I would I would say that I think they need to put a bit more effort into the reading experience. Or maybe that's how I feel it. Pick, yeah. yeah, maybe they just they, they just didn't pick the right read for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah without knowing what it is exactly and expected something else it's true but uh, no no well there is of course some in, i mean there is a lot of interest but i've noticed from my experience that there's much more interest on interest on smaller events like festival independent festivals okay artsy hmm. you know uh, a thought bubble or something like that maybe yeah, that's exactly right yeah or thought bubble so because there also we have a closer contact with the audience because of course new york comic-con or san diego comic-con are huge and there's this uh, was a mess wasn't it yeah and yeah. and, and, and toyota and the u.s army so there is a bit too much there that's also non-comics so people are a bit overwhelmed there is of course a lot of interest there because otherwise we wouldn't we wouldn't have gone every year but i personally prefer and i feel that our authors because we always also bring authors they get much much more attention on smaller events where people can actually talk to each other and you know get to right. know yeah that's interesting and you immediately yeah. i mean by discovering these books i mean it does even though like you say like <clears throat> some books they are um more sort of word intensive do you know what i mean some, mm-hmm. some of them are there's a mm. you know there's a lot of uh, wonderful european sort of um historical books i mean i'm I was, i'm always blown away that like Europe is doing some of the best Wild West books I've ever seen in yeah. my life. The best West yeah. books ever. You know, yeah, America's yeah. turned their back on them, and you're the best, the, the most brilliant westerns coming out of you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that that's the funny thing, yeah. Yeah, and there's just uh, you know, but obviously, if you're gonna, it's it's like it's like a book or a film or it's any sort of medium. If you're gonna sit down to watch a historic, an in-depth, detailed historical epic, you have to be in the right mindset. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. Whereas, I mean, myself, I'm thoroughly looking forward. I mean, one of the one of the books that's immediately caught my eye just from the covers is the Louisiana um, ah. series. Series. It looks yeah. stunning. I have yet to read it yet, but I immediately went to Lunicorns <laughs> <laughs> and, and and read that because that you know completely different experience. But it was yes. Like... <laughs> yes, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, but uh, like for instance, with Louisiana and the the topics and the historical nature of it, it's one of sure. those. Okay, sit, let's get a cup of coffee, sit down, right frame of mind, and just yeah, yeah, read. totally. And the one yes, of the ones you. like that, Vince, is um, Days of Sand. That yeah. you yeah. is that just out, or you're just about to put it out? I can't it's remember. It's coming out. I think this week, uh, or I think it just came. Uh, let me see. No, sorry, it's coming out next month in June. Okay, cool. Oh, right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, the art is so amazing. Yeah. We often we often joke on here that there's more art in a page of a Europe Comics comic than there is in whole issues of American comics. <laughs> and I think in that one, yeah, that's totally true. And it's by um, somebody. I'm get this wrong. Is it Amy Dijon? Is that the yeah. name of the? Yeah. Amy Dijon. Yeah. Did you want to just mention that one a little sure. bit? What it was about? Yeah. 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 Yes, of course. Well, uh, you might have uh, heard uh, Aimee's name from her um, autumn. Oh, let me see. Blossoms in Autumn. 
from yes. her beautiful yep. graphic novel published by Selfmade Hero. Absolutely stunning story. So uh, she's already she's very young, but she has a lot of experience. She, she's uh, from uh, from Holland. Uh, so Days of Sand uh, is happening during the Great Depression in the U.S. in Oklahoma, uh, where a photographer from Washington is sent to take pictures of the situation there because of uh, extreme farming. Basically, this uh, fertile and basically these woodlands have become a desert and they're yeah. continuous sandstorm. There's this place called the Sand Bowl, which is basically this uh, sort of like a ghost town where there's sandstorm. There's some people living, only the, the poor ones who have no way of escaping, basically, and, and yeah. many of them die because of the sand in their lungs. So it's a really touching story of this photographer who was basically sent by the government so that they want to document this event and show it to the Americans. And he has a hard time. Uh, he has a sort of a conscious because he can't just take photos of the he's been given a list of photos that he has to take so you have right. to take a photo of orphans or of a mother so it's it's a bit artificial and he has an ethical issue and i won't reveal maybe the whole story but uh basically it's this experience the, the experience of the city boy who goes into the the countryside and was devastated by this uh by this uh yeah, he's all confronted by the real tragic reality exactly. of the place and it's incredibly sad a book yes. which I, i'm not wishing to put anyone off because people are i'm one of these people who are drawn to quite sad books you know but it's also often there's pages of two things there's pages of just wordless landscapes yeah. and just yeah. breathtaking stuff but also they use real photographs as part of it don't yeah. they as part of the yeah, yeah. And one photograph that maybe many of us don't know the name of but we've definitely seen it's called the migrant mother mother so please google it and uh yeah yeah basically this is a real story i mean that's the good thing about the graphic novel. i personally don't like sad books but i really <laughs> love this one because we learn something and we it's, it's yeah. a historical it's historical fiction but we learn something and i think um I'm not exaggerating when I say that we're learning something important for today's world. Now that we talk about, you know, uh, uh, the environment, about global warming, about the, the effects of farming uh, to the to the wildlife. So it is a lesson that, you know, uh, to, to be remembered, I think. Apart from yeah. being a beautiful graphic novel with beautiful human stories and a graphic novel also about photography and American history, it is also very important for today, I think. Yeah, which goes to what you're saying, Vince. There, there is this this stuff that we're just not seeing over here, do we? Yeah. You know, when was yeah. when was that sort of thing done over here in such a, such quality? Just not seeing it, are we? Mm. No, no. And okay. for, I mean, for instance, like um, certainly um, in a sort of our markets, this is from from my perspective anyway. Um, if such a thing is is done, especially like a historical book, such a thing is made out of it. Like, oh, you've never seen anything so detailed, or, or it's, it's so done. And, I, and but now now that I know the other stuff that's out there i'm thinking well actually there's lots of people that are putting out so many detailed <laughs> and historical books but yep. but it's, it's always the first discovery of a reader isn't it that is that is like i've never seen anything like this and that that's how you get yeah. it that's all right son calm down head over to europe comics that's all yeah. you gotta do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. we occasionally jokingly say look american comics you know pull your pants up europe comics have put tea on the table go over and see them you know so it's a bit like that sometimes yeah. 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 And, also, and also we do see you know um certainly we've discovered and, and followed many an artist on instagram that we've discovered from your you know europe comics and, and such and you just see their followers rise and then all of a sudden you know american publishers and american artists are discovering these people and you just see their careers just growing and growing and growing who's it's, the chap who did uh, desert star 
Because oh, we, we, I mean, we worship at the, the altar of Enrico Marini, don't we? Yeah, we, we, <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. We sort of discovered him through desert stand. Boom. Yeah, yeah. I have a good. Well, this is one announcement that I'd like to make. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, brilliant. I think I might. I'm gonna guess. I won't guess, but I think I might know. Go on. This is great. Uh, oh, do you know? Well, Enrico Marini. This is exactly it's. I it's exactly what you say because uh, in our in our catalog you can find many of his earlier works, uh, the vampires and the eagles of Rome, so raptors and the eagles of Rome and and desert so star. Cool. And then you see how he evolves as an artist, but also as a writer. You see, well, you must have read his Batman, uh, which is yeah. published by DC. And yeah. now I think we're arriving at the at the summit of his art uh, through a graphic novel that we're going to release uh, in November, which is something that he wrote and, and he, he did the art of. That's called, uh, we still have to see the translation in English, of course, but in French is noir burlesque. So basically, right. uh, yeah. I guess you've seen maybe some pages that he has shared. We, we but... follow him on Instagram very closely and share, no, no. share images all the time. And I know that's that's a, it's an even different change, a slight change of style again, isn't it for him? You it, know? Is. Mm. it is. And especially the topic, basically New York in the 50s, gangsters and oh, burlesque bar. I think yeah. it's going to be a feast for the eye, but also very, very interesting. Like, yeah. I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm a fan. I'm looking and thanks to you and Arena again for introducing me to him because we had an interview ah. with him on the show ah, and he's the sweetest dude as well he's like he he's not like full of his own he's just no, the nicest dude no. yeah just wanted to yeah. talk to me about Batman you know it's like great yeah. he's very humble it's very humble he's very humble it's true. oh I can't wait to see that that's going to be yeah. brilliant yeah. yeah we're very excited by that and, yeah. and you do discover like I mean not just artists I mean uh, an art, an art uh, writer that I know on, on your website you've got like a reading list of, uh, and I'm going to murder the name I'm going to murder the name right. <laughs> um, is it, it. Zidrew? oh yes yes that's exactly this, him I mean Drew. I was um, amazing I, I know uh, Tony's read a few of his books I was a huge fan of She uh, yeah. the series She um, I think he's uh, Arena's favourite writer isn't he I think she's yeah. the one who pushed him out yeah. our way yeah yeah, yeah. But, but like from like you know The Muse yeah. to the, the client to bare skin yeah. i mean there is a there is a breadth a of, of work d- just yeah. from what he does and it's all wonderful he's a clever stuff. cat and he yeah, yeah he really yeah. is well yeah. he's actually that, that's the funny thing that i he's also one of my favorite because oh i really admire and that's i think what you've also said that he's really very he tells human stories but in very different genres it's really yeah. from she that's like action adventure yeah. sort of feminist and and there's the oriental element and there's london uh in in the 19th century so there's a bit of all of that but then you have other stories that are like um, the african trilogy so things that happen stories that happen in africa colonial africa because he's belgian and you know belgian had a colony in the congo Uh, so so there's a bit of uh, also some historical elements in other uh some other of his titles so it's really the variety of his stories and every time he he just makes it i mean every time it works there isn't one that you can say oh well here he's a bit you know not that good i don't know if you've read the, the king of prussia well the I, king of prussia more yes yeah. this title no, say, the full, say the full title for this because i just saw this <laughs> okay. and i thought okay, what? Now <laughs> well the king of prussia was waging war who do you think was darning darning sucks exactly sorry you see even i don't know we call it king of prussia between between ourselves i mean yeah because it's a mouthful to say the entire title yeah yeah Yeah, 
it is, but uh, but it makes sense. After you've read the whole book, you understand why it's called like that. It's basically about motherhood and being the mother of a of a disabled child, of a disabled adult. I mean, her son is is this, has become disabled um, later in his life, and she's taking care of him. He's become a baby, basically a huge baby, five times bigger than his mom. And the mom is a martyr, and it's just such a beautiful, beautiful story. Oh, I know the one. Yeah, that is crazy looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's touching and very beautiful. <laughs> and I don't suppose we we would do it justice if we didn't mention Jordi. Is it Lafebvre? Yes, yes. Fucking yes. hell, he's he's my French, um, <laughs> but he's very good. No, no. Well, there's he's Spanish, so I I I don't know either. I mean, Jordi. I guess in Spanish we call him Jordi in French. Did you uh-huh. did you read always? Um, Always, never. Not yet. I've read some of his other. I read the summer, the one, the endless summer stuff, and that all those. I've read those, but not that one yet. It's on my list to read. Yeah, you. If you don't have it, we'll send it to you. But no, we've got it. You sent it, mate. Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely brilliant. He's he's a guy who um, I think is is liked by a lot of pro artists, isn't he? He's kind of looked to as like a big name because he's has a. Oh yeah. He's got a sort of almost caricature-y dash to his line, isn't he? You know. Um, there's a bit of everything, I think. I don't know if right. uh, there's a bit of animation as well, even in his yeah. style. Where he's just very good with the motion and the faces, and and he's very admired in Hollywood. Actually, I've, I've seen some uh, booksellers okay. in Hollywood who sell uh, at the Hollywood studios. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Studio. Yeah, and uh, apparently there's a lot of people from there who go and buy his books in French just because they want to look at the art. Nice. Yeah, so, yeah um, I've heard yeah. people talk about that. And, yeah, I've heard, heard English artists say the same that they they just buy it yeah. just for the art. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a couple, couple of other people I just want to mention to you. So the other one, one of the other ones who is also a Western artist, you know, a cowboy, cowboys artist, is and one we share the images and you know Instagram from quite a lot is Ralph Mayer. I think yeah. he's just incredible. You know, he's almost like the yeah. new Girard, and he's he's, he's got yeah. that touch to him. That's exactly yeah. That's how he's considered. Yeah, the Undertaker. I guess you're you're following. Oh. Yeah, he's really yeah. talented, and we've tried to bring him to the US and UK so many times, but mm. <laughs> he hasn't. Because, by the way, I don't know if, if uh, we can say that, but in the US, yeah, he had a, a political because of the T word that I don't want to mention now because we don't want to talk about politics. But he okay. was need to come to the US because of because of him. Oh, wow. So uh, okay, he, he's probably not alone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but we try. There is an um, Instagram account um, that I think everyone should should follow. And um, this is Caroline dot color palette, um, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe um, this is the colorist of Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't okay. know if it's if it's his partner or yes. uh, yeah. Um, what's wonderful about this account, and I I suggest that loads of people who are just interested in sequentials or coloring and stuff, she posts like uh, a panel of the book, and underneath there is a swatch of all of the different colors that she's oh, used. Oh, nice. On it. Okay. Oh, nice. It's, yeah. fa- it's fascinating to look at. It's it's really nice stuff. You know, seeing the different tones that she's used for different scenes. So, um, oh, I, I do love that series. It's a real yeah. hardcore spaghetti western, hard edge series, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. And I think, unfortunately, I am discovering myself that the work of colorists is a bit underestimated. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Definitely. It depends. Sometimes, like an artist, if they do like a lot of rendering their book, they can kind of uh, they that does a lot of the heavy lifting. But some people use such a simple line that it yeah. sometimes the the colorist really picks up the slack. Yeah, 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 changes everything. Yeah, very true, man. Yeah, yeah. And before we get onto some of the books, if that's right, Nazelli is. I just wanted to mention um, that old rascal, Louis Trondheim. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you're mentioning because he uh, his wife is his colorist. 
That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's another couple of artists and colorists. Yeah, tell, tell us. Tell and me. then he did a book about her, didn't he? About her growing up in. I'm going to say it was Iran. Was it? I think yes. Iran or Iraq. Yeah. Copies of yeah. Iraq. I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing book. Yeah. It's he's amazing. he's a creator who just changes his style constantly. Oh, yeah. Write a science fiction yeah, book. Yes. He'll write a comedy book. He'll write a slice of life book. It's just constantly changing. Everything yeah. and and his Instagram is very interesting because he does these little. Uh, uh, little gags, little scenes from everyday <laughs> life that mm. you know you, you you say, well, it looks so simple, but I can't I can't do that. I cannot do that. You know, this is really the talent of someone who just can take the everyday whatever you get get up in the morning, have a coffee, and he makes he turns this into a story. Because his name isn't really Louis Trondheim, isn't it? No. Isn't, it isn't that an anagram of "I rule the world" or some weird <laughs> thing like that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think if you look him up on Instagram, that. it's on um, Wikipedia. It's an anagram. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I can't grasp up Arena for telling me that, but she did. I mean, before we get into the the breadth, of, you know, the, the titles that are upcoming and, and what people should look out for. Um, considering, I, I mean, I think props have to be given for this. Um, the fact that you're obviously a digital sort of publishing house doing all these translations and stuff have to give a lot of praise to your website, just the Europe Comics website. Oh, it's such a good website. It's, yeah, it's so. I mean, I mean, people will may discover the books through Comicsology or whatever other medium but if you go to europecomics.com it's so clear there's 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 the books there's articles and essays and all sorts on there yeah it's easy to navigate and that i don't think enough can be said about that sort of thing especially in the comics world where sometimes you go onto a a publisher's website and you don't know where you are you you don't know where you're looking it you know this is just clear and you know you've got trailers and reading reading lists lists. yeah yeah yeah, really good and and really detailed biographies of all the creators showing what else they've done as well which i've whenever whenever we do a review or you know we do a podcast and we feature one of your books i always go there because it's just brilliant Ah. stuff yeah Mm. yes just got it all in there well that's for us actually uh it's kind of linked to to what we were saying earlier for us the website was was a very important was an essential tool from uh, of our work because it is supposed to give exactly this the background of our comics people who don't know european comics who who read them for the very first time and it's it's it sounds a bit weird it sounds a bit different it looks a bit different it feels a bit different the idea is for our website to give them some background information basically the context especially the classics which are difficult to read for someone and sometimes we have even readers on that galley who've never read a comic book in their lives, mm-hmm. and they get to and they read something, let's say a classic, uh, um, Tifet Tendu, which is uh, basically translated in English as Mop and Moncas by by Bludge. This is okay. a classic. A duo basically of characters that were revived recently so they really need to have some background information or the westerns as you mentioned that is such a unique french uh, genre the western we have an article about the, the french western we really try to give also this background information to make it a bit clearer yeah, yeah i needed that because i think um, one of the books we'll probably talk about in a minute called the tiger awakens you can go on the website and find out that it's actually a sort of sequel from yeah. the Chinaman, isn't it? You, which yeah. you wouldn't immediately know if you were just looking at no. it in a shop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's loads yeah. of stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. really good. What inspires like your reading lists? I mean, obviously, one of the latest uh, ones is a, is a migrant's journey. Um, yeah. So, what what is the thought that goes into the, like, these reading lists, which aren't? I mean, sometimes they're about a certain creator, but sometimes they're about like different topics and themes and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, this is yet another tool to to present our comics in a different light because mm. uh, 
it's not just about genres because as you see, as you see uh, it's not about just the story, but there's the artwork. So there are different criteria that can qualify our comics. So sometimes I just, well, I, uh, yeah, my colleague and I, we, we decide that now, for example, there's the LGBTQI reading list. We, yeah. we put out things that are important today, that people care about today, or that help us present uh, some comic books to some readers that would never maybe have read before because they might be attracted by the topic or they might be attracted by one book in the list, but they say, well, let me try this other one too. Just kind of t get them out of their comfort zone. This is mm -hmm. a bit also objective to, to open this, um, this window a bit wider, basically. Mm -hmm. So... Migrant's journey. Well, this is a topic that, of course, is important to us. Uh, uh, we we present the diversity. We uh, we believe that comics have not have have another mission rather than just to entertain. You know, that's why we yeah. publish so many historical fictions and and documentary graphic novels because we it's it's an amazing way of storytelling of, of transmitting knowledge, not just uh, they, fun. Yeah, yeah, they totally inform yeah. as well. Yeah, they? yeah. That, Inform and in books uh, like the books that are in the migrants' journey reading list, they're mostly nonfiction. There is also fiction, of course, uh, and fiction is very important also for for children's uh, reading. You know, you need to tell fictional stories to to transmit a, a more serious message. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just a, a tool to to group them, to to look at them from another point of view. I think. And I'd recommend people sign up for your mailer as well, because I, I sign yeah. up to it. There's, I get a lot of comics mailers through, so I'll be honest with you, some of them just get <laughs> deleted. But I, always, <laughs> but I always open yours, because there's, there's always, like, like you say, there's reading lists, new releases, and there's a lot of click-through links and stuff like that. It's worth, it really is worth signing up to. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We're trying to, I'm, I'm actually thinking of updating and putting one page of comics now in each, like, one okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's worthwhile. Really make yeah. it a bit more fun also. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Yeah. Um, should we have a chat about the comics you've got coming yeah. up? Should we do a bit of that? What do you think? Um, yeah. We uh, one of my favourites. I'm a big fan of the Velvet Underground, and you've got. Um, I can't imagine this won't get snapped up immediately by <laughs> an English language publisher. But the the story yeah. of the Velvet Underground um, it comes from Dargard originally, doesn't it? I think. Yes. Yes. That's a cracking tale, mate, and it's it's done with a nice sense of humour because. It is. I think I think they they took themselves a little too seriously <laughs> for a while as a band, and you you lampoon that nicely in this comic. Yeah, did you want to men mention that one at all? Or yeah, yeah well, because uh, well, th that's the thing that um, I didn't know the Velvet Underground at all. Of course, I knew I I had heard the name of Lurie, Lurie and I yeah, first Andy Warhol, but uh, it was really I think it's actually a bit for everyone for people who are fans to of Velvet Underground, but also for people who didn't know anything about them because. Totally. As, it yeah. is funny yeah it is funny it is 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 it's pretty it has it says this nice art very clean very simplistic not too much not too colorful but color just where it needs to be and uh and it's it's just a fun read and and afterwards you can't help but just google it and and listen to some song and say well i know this song you know i <laughs> yeah. knew that it was them and you can listen to the terrible singing of nico <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, you have to, yeah. You really want to find her scene because that's what they talk about in the book. So you're curious, of course, to know. Yeah. And 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 then when you read a bit more about them, you f you realize that they actually changed, you know, the 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 way rock was done. They were too early. They were too much too ahead of their time. So they didn't really make it 
by themselves they didn't make it themselves they i think after five years or something they just stopped uh, making music but they influenced such an area yeah, that's the old story like a hundred people bought their first exactly. album they all formed bands yeah. it was that sort of it's similar to that yeah. first sex pistols gig isn't it yeah i i, I agree it's, it's totally for the newcomer i think you can read it and yeah. get something out of it but also there's little gags if you know about them for example yeah. at one point lou red says i always get my heroin up in uh, up in Harlem above 100th Street, and I'm thinking, yeah, because in waiting for the man, he says he goes to Lexington 125. You know, it's just these little sort of in gags. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, it's quite clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing that I mean, is, is that that's I take it that's a French creator, is it? Is it uh, Prosperi Bury? I think is his name. Well, yes, yes, he's French, but to be honest, I don't know that much about him. I think it's his first graphic novel, if I'm wow. right. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. But and I it takes a French really creator like to do a comic for, about yeah. about an American band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing about the Western stuff. I just it's yeah blows my mind, man. Yeah. yeah. Did you have one guys that you wanted to mention? I know we've we've read a few of them, haven't we? Yes, I mean, uh, I, I've been going through the uh, yeah Jimbot stuff, but the uh, the arseholes one <laughs> just absolutely. Uh, I think you mentioned before we came on, you were saying that you wasn't too mad on that title. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they're just it's it's good. I mean, you know, freedom of speech and freedom of, yeah. of publication, you know. <laughs> it's good to put things out there that uh, cause uh, a discussion, that start a discussion. So assholes just to sum it up for, for for our listeners, it's basically two celebrities who are excuse my French, but they are assholes. But they <laughs> yeah. are two celebrities uh, on a golf course and we see just the worst of the worst of what we have been seeing in the past few years with sexist remarks, racist remarks, uh, uh really really horrible like rich people snobs and arrogant and full of themselves and in love with themselves and hate everyone. oh are they bad are they meant to be bad people so are, are you lost <laughs> <laughs> you, don't see yourself, I, you don't see yourself in them but, <laughs> but uh, very, well funny to say that yeah yeah, yeah very <laughs> sexist and and uh maybe uh so the, the title is meant to provoke and, and it is funny I admit yeah. that it is, although I found some remarks offending as a woman, but uh, I admit that it's funny and it's very well written and very well structured from the point of view, really, of graphic storytelling. This is really... They're bad guys, aren't they? I mean, it's they're, like yeah, they're having... bad guys. They are the arseholes. They are the arseholes, yeah. Because it starts yeah. out, if you look at it at the start, you think, oh, when I opened it, I thought, oh, this is a kind of coffee table book about golfing. And no. I went, yeah. well, about page five, I went, hang on. Hang no. on, what's going on here? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is pretty unique. It is. We admit that it does have um, a message to tell, but yeah. This, this name, is, the artist, is it Bram Algeed? Is that the name? Algeed. Uh, um, writer is Mika Stahl, Just to get the name. So, if I'm not mistaken, they are uh, British and uh, uh, no American. Okay. The writer and uh, Dutch. Oh wow! Well, okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We were thinking it's about cultural. Maybe there's some cultural differences about the humor. You know, this is one of our most difficult tasks in Europe comics to be able to to publish books that uh, with on themes that someone might find offensive in other countries, but even even China. Uh, okay. Yeah. Example, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I guess Dutch humor is a bit different uh, than um, I don't know American humor, but um, mm. I think in the end people people have to need to read it. I think, I think it's a cross between yeah. it's cross between like Caddyshack and the Inbetweeners. It's kind of yeah. somewhere somewhere between well, those. God, what a mix! It's a British writer. I was like this. That makes sense. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, it kind of it's got yeah. that that feel of uh, like the humor. The uh, humor. Yeah. Because I'm right in saying you've got um, a submissions box on your website, haven't you? Do yeah. you receive English language submissions then? Yes. Well, that, yeah, we receive many, many submissions from all over the world, actually. Okay. Um, really from everywhere. Uh, ideas, pitches for stories. Yeah, everything comes in in English. But, of course, the original languages are everything from Brazilian to Kentucky mm. to, to Russian to... Oh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. But we still haven't... So, the way this works is that we do share them with our publishers, with all the partners in the oh, I get you. partnerships, yeah. and they publish them. Uh, I mean, they can decide, to, they review them, and, and if they decide to get in touch, they do. We haven't really thought of publishing some of these works ourselves uh, in digital, in digital only. Or I mean, you've got a load, you probably got a load of free time, the four of you, to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the books that, um, for me, was one of the prettiest books um, that immediately caught my attention I read through was Elle's, uh, yes. Volume 1 of Elle's. That's a fascinating book as well, because it's sort of... It's kind of slice of life, but goes into a slightly fantastic. There's some strange things going on, but it also, from page to page, it just looks like a Pixar movie. It's stunning to look yeah. at that book. You've, there's a bit of a push on with that as well. I know you use it as the banner on some of your stuff, don't you? Yes, yes, yeah. because it's one of our highlight titles of, of, of this year. Well, basically, just to give you the background, it's it's written by Key Toussaint, who is basically uh, the young Zidrou. You can call oh, that. Okay. Oh, wow. He's, he's going to be the future, I think, the next one because he writes such an such a variety of stories, and he's very young, but he's written so many things already. And the artist, uh, Aveline Stockard, she's also Belgian. This is her first graphic novel, and she's worked in animation. She's worked for Pixar, actually. Oh uh, wow! Okay. Um, and you should definitely follow her Instagram because she shows these amazing things of how she constructs the whole coloring and the shading. And she does these little tutorials. She's also, she has like 300K followers. She's yeah. also uh, very admired by, by artists. Uh, but yeah, the, it's really the story of a girl who has basically five different identities and every uh, identity has a different color of, uh, has different hair color. And yeah. there's basically this you know, clash of uh, in in the new school, new friends, and there's an element of mystery as well because she's not sure who her parents are. But it's it's really a gem. Uh, volume two is coming next year. It's going to be a trilogy. There's so much going on. I mean, I, when I was reading it as well, I mean, it's a it's a good sized book as well. So when yeah. I got to the end of it, I was like, oh wow, there's a there's a part <laughs> two. I'm and it ends on such a point. No spoilers, people. Yeah. And yeah, it's such a point of like this is not. A, the book I thought it was going to be it's it, yeah. its scope completely broadens up because it does it does a wonderful sort of um trick of almost playing with what the reader is thinking is going on because there's because you know the, the multiple personality you know th that that could be some psychological thing and the way that people react to it obviously it's got yeah. a visual nature with her cut hair changing color and stuff but the way yeah. other people react around it is so natural that in some ways as a reader you think is, th yeah. is this really happening <laughs> is is she is, uh, is the hair really happening or yeah. is this just something that the re that helps the reader understand that it's a different person now but then yeah. towards the end of the book i was like oh oh okay right okay let's see where this is going it's a, it's a fascinating yeah. book and like yeah it's just it's, it's yeah wonderful. it's pretty original it's true that it's pretty original and there are many things happening but it's not too much yeah and in fact 
uh, I, I forgot to mention that the artist Avelyn, she has such a big fan base that so many people were waiting for the books to come out in French. So many people who didn't speak French. So we have this special bundle. I think it's still on for a few weeks that if you buy the French album, the original print book, you get the digital edition for free. So oh, nice. Wow. Oh, okay. That's, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. They can, they I mean, we often do that with your books. Is we'll we'll buy it digitally, and then we'll get it digitally, and then we'll buy the French edition. Oh. <laughs> French edition, <laughs> just because we're like, yeah, we've got a little network of friends who send us get us French okay. books when they're on holiday and stuff. Yeah, oh, no. one of which is Arena. Arena has given us. Yeah. Ah, okay. yeah. he's your pusher. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we were in um, Angoulême, one of the big books that year in 2019, uh, Nazelli was um, Catherine Maurice's Maurice. The nice. Great Outdoors, which was a big yeah. award winner out there, wasn't it? And I know you've got that. Yeah. You've currently got a sale on the ends today as you listen to it. I'm sure you'll have another one that starts tomorrow because you're a sort of regular sales. But that's that's quite the book as well. It was it was the big the big book everyone was talking about on Glen, yeah. wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, that was exactly it. And um, Kat, Catherine, Catherine Maurice, she's also one of the now one of the rising stars, or she's already established a star regardless of her young age, of French comics. And because I don't know if you've read her Lightness, which is sort of her memoirs. Uh, yes, her I have. Memoirs, I have. The, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Of the Charlie Hebdo massacre, basically, yeah. that she was supposed to be in the office that day and she arrived late and basically saved her life. But she had a, a big problem. Um, dealing with this with, with the fact mm. that her colleagues were shot in, in this manner so she tries to look so in her so in, in that book um, lightness she's trying to find an answer to her her questions through art and yeah. this is sort of uh, a bit the element of other uh, books of hers including um, the great outdoors the great outdoors it's it's really it's a completely different genre it's very funny it's her and her sisters uh, her sister they're I don't know how old they are nine or ten they're kids and they live uh, in the countryside their parents moved to the countryside to this beautiful big farm there's a lot of nature and so they're discovering nature but they're also discovering art through it and it, it's really funny to see to follow her career kind of to to read her different books and and see that uh, everywhere there is art i mean she also yeah. has uh, de la croix uh, she basically drew this is another book that we published uh, she 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 illustrated the speech of alexander dumas uh, upon the death of the painter uh, de la croix so it's a really powerful oh, yeah course yeah. yeah. if you're an art lover this is really gonna um you know gonna be something for you and even if you're not and if you don't know Delacroix like myself it is a really fascinating read because this shows how far uh comics can go how far yeah. how, and how how far from the the traditional ways of doing comics and how close how much closer to art they are actually yeah there's a really interesting approach to it as well i remember reading that i, I read it i think um around the time of von glem and was yeah. really impressed yeah there's a real thought to that isn't there i mean mm -hmm. speaking of comicsology sales that's something you tend to run all the time don't you there tends to be yeah. one on the bubble at, at most of the time isn't there you know yeah every two weeks basically we have sales so on all platforms not just on comicsology wherever you're buying your comics on kobo or apple or google uh, or isneo or yeah we're always oh, okay well, oh, wow. this is our oh, way nice. of making people who don't know our comics kind of get into comics without you know being too scared by the it totally yeah. worked because uh, many years ago, Swordmaster was on sale, and then uh, now look at us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you even buy the print now. Yeah. Oh, I've got, yeah, I've, got, I've got the print book on my shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
We just we just hand our wallets in at Europe Comics we, once yeah. a month we, now. We created a... monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any other books you wanted to mention, mate? Anything else uh, that you think you know? Well, you mentioned the Tiger Awakens. I am a oh, big... so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's yeah. not at all my genre, but that's the thing about comics. You read the things that are, you know, you just, as I said, you leave your comfort zone. Well, yeah, if you haven't read Chinaman, it's an it's a classic series yeah. of the 80s and 90s about the John Chinaman, who's this Chinese immigrant who goes to San Francisco during the Gold Rush and all the adventures. It, it there is a historical element, of course, a fictional story, but it is based on on real. Uh, you know, it's the real era of the, of the gold rush and then uh, many years later 20 years later we follow uh, the character Chinaman who has become something completely different you can read the Tiger Awakens separately so there are two volumes and the yeah, second you don't need to have read the first one yeah, yeah. Yeah, to, yeah. but I think it could even be nice to go back and it's sort yeah. of like flashback and read the series after you have uh, you have read the yeah, I read I read the Tiger Awakens I think I dipped into the Chinaman and read the first two but I went back and read them all after that yeah, 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 and and the, sorry, to interrupt. The fact that the Tiger Awakens was uh, was published uh, in this prestigious uh, imprint of Dupuis, so Belgian publisher Dupuis has this imprint Air Libre, which is called, which is really for serious graphic novels, like really beautiful artistic works, okay. not not genre fiction. It really shows how. Um, how the series and the character and the authors have evolved through the years to, to reach really that's basically the summit of, of um, so highly yeah. regarded yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah it's, it's a really interesting story about this it's almost like a bit it's a bit like a sophisticated version of old man logan where he's in his later years and he's um yeah, exactly. he's like a morphine addict isn't exactly. he and, and then yeah. but he's forces himself to go on this mission and he discovers yeah. that someone is his son and just yeah. incredible just amazing Very yeah. Beautiful yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah totally yeah, yeah. Good stuff. So, what what is the in the future for Europe Comics then? I mean, apart from take, taking over the world, but, um, <laughs> that's, but... In the, that's in the near future, okay? But then in the, far, <laughs> in the far future, well, I don't know what you like to read, but what I um, uh, I'm looking forward to. I don't know if you're fans of the Black Moon Chronicles. Oh yes, I do like that. Yeah, yeah, sort of fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, like heroic fantasy. There's volume 21 that's coming out in August. Wow. So really, it's a long, long series, but it's beautiful. Then uh, something that I'm also looking forward to is Gentle Mind. I don't know if you've read it already. Uh, Gentle Mind, New York in the 50s. By oh, I have read it, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. it's got a sort, of, a sort of muted palette, limited palette. To yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So volume two, so the final part uh, of, of the story is coming out in November. Uh, Raven, I don't know if you read it, Mathieu Lofray, Pirates and Pirates, okay. Lady Pirates. Oh, but Pirates is another genre, like the Wild West. Yeah. Like Europe are doing pirates better than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you like what pirates. I love of you putting out is, is it, I don't know, I'd say Iriday. That's a great yes, series as well. Yes, yes, yes. The first cycle, four volumes are out already, so you can read, you can binge oh, read. Amazing. It. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of cycles, uh, Adler and Eagle, basically the the sort of a double a parallel series that we call Wings of War. Um, yeah. I don't know if you read it. There's three vo three volumes on one side with one character. There are two soldiers, like a German soldier and an American soldier. They're enemies, and they're sort of they have this soul switch swapping uh, event happens. Oh, this no, is the only basically. Sort of fantasy element, but the rest is really uh, war, Second World War. And uh, I mean, that is quite a con. That yeah. is quite yeah. a concept to swap those. <laughs> it's a yeah. Wow. It's a 
now that you can read the, the volumes in, in the way you want to, the first three for the, for the first character and, the, and, and then the other three with the other character or in parallel volume one of each, volume two and volume three. So there is the new cycle that we're, we're starting now, business new story arc, as you call it, I guess, in English. Uh, so other two volumes, basically one per character are coming out in the next month. Um, another 13, 13 yeah. is another one. Yeah, it keeps coming out, isn't it? It's, it's almost like a spin-off now of it as well, yeah. isn't it? yeah. It's a very rich yeah, series, very big series, uh, 13 Mystery. You can read it in print with Cinebook, and we published yep. new ones uh, also in digital. So, yeah, this is something else. Um, then what we will start doing uh, soon is we're going to start doing a collected edition, basically. I don't know how you would call them in English, on omnibus editions of some yeah. of our best. Yeah, yeah. So this is something new. And then something that I will only mention very briefly because it's still to be announced. But yeah. I will just say that by the end of the year, there's going to be the much-awaited new volume of a story about a black cat who is a detective. Yes. Hey. Yes. <laughs> hey. yeah. I've, uh, we've got a friend called Tom Stewart, and every week he sends me an update with um, how, how near to getting printed in French it is. But yeah, yeah. We know what you mean. We know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. yeah him who who shall not be named but he will be he will come out in digital uh by the end of this year so it's going to be oh, the first volume of two of a two volume story set in new york and there's going to be the print edition uh by dark horse the following year so it's going to be a oh, big big stuff. big big event they do a nice oversized yeah. print of that as well don't they yeah, yeah, just, they yeah. beautiful yeah. books so this is like really our on our to read list so, oh what, what mean, a year! Yeah, obviously, <laughs> no, uh, uh, events aren't necessarily—they haven't been a thing for the past year, year or so. But yeah. are you making plans for the future, like next year or the end of this year and beyond? What 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 are your hopes in terms of actual physical events? Yeah, well, we're really hoping to be able to come to the UK. I don't know at what event anymore because we are afraid to plan. I mean, we've put a little yeah. bit and we we can't wait to spend it because it's it's our events budget so every few months in the beginning we would hope okay we'll make it maybe uh to one book event in the US or in the UK we'll bring authors to the UK uh, I guess we think it's less risky to travel but uh, we uh, we have hard time to to plan but as yeah. soon as something changes in the world situation we'll definitely uh, go somewhere definitely i hope Brilliant. at least at least to the to the UK and maybe we'll meet there I oh. know oh, you've got like a conventions map on your website as well, haven't you? Yeah. And I know, um, I know it mentions Thought Bubble and the lakes on it. So either of those would be good, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Well, hope hopefully the next time we talk, it will be in an event. Um, wow. Yeah. Where, where we'll crossed. be spending far too much money on all your books. What are you doing to us? I'll make sure this happens. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> be worth the trip just for all our spending. I've got to yeah. Tell you. yeah. I give you free tote bags, though. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. I'll hold you to that. Um, <laughs> so so for, um, for anyone that um, doesn't know, where can people um, find out more about Europe Comics and find you on social media, etc., etc.? Yeah, we're a bit everywhere, but just go to europecomics.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, check out our videos on, on YouTube but um, or on your favorite comics buying platforms. You just look for Europe Comics and you'll find everything there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, Brilliant. That's fantastic. You have been a star. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. And you were saying you were going to be much better than Arena. 
Is that? I think that <laughs> Don't start the war, Tony. <laughs> I'm going to call her now. <laughs> you know, I should have told her before and said, "Give me your secrets." Yeah. No, yeah. Next yeah. time will be better. I promise. Oh, it's great. Oh, no, it's no, brilliant. No, it's this, this is brilliant. And that hour has gone by. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. And I can tell you for a fact, and um, people listening will agree that they've just added a lot more books onto their wish list. Get on it. Yeah. Thank um, you so much. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much for your work you do. Because you are, you are gatekeepers. If, without you, you know, you, you, our work is so much easier thanks to you because you give all the background information, your thoughts and ideas. Well, and, if you want to keep sending us, if you want to keep sending us gorgeous books, I think we'll keep working oh, for you. That's yeah. the, uh, yeah. the that payment means, system. Yeah. That I mean, yeah, I, I'm fairly great. cheap. All, all, all you need to give me is a tote bag, and I'm a friend for life. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking? You think when I'm back to the office, I'll send you a tote bag? No. Day made. And a balloon, branded balloon. So. Oh, 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 don't tease he me. He loves the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but go forth and check out Europe Comics. And thank you very much, Nizella. You've been brilliant. Thank you. And there you go. Like I say, we're very sorry. Exciting. Sorry, fantastic. not sorry, but there is a fantastic amount of books there. Um, yeah. We have been uh, very honoured to be checking out some of their future releases, and um, they are all smashing it out of the park. So definitely check out EuropeComics.com, and thank you to the, to them as always, and Nazelli and the rest of them for supporting us and like and like yeah. us. So um, yeah, love it. So th- so there you go. Um, we've got a couple of um, before we get into the the shouts and the recommends. Um, there's a there was an interesting topic that. Um, uh, Dan and Tony were discussing briefly. Should we just get st- straight into this one straight away? Yeah, cool. Yeah, it did uh, the rounds. I'm sure many people I, heard it. I'm pretty sure we discussed it before. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'll tell you what, if you filibuster while I look up the tweet. So uh, it wasn't, it was a conversation, was it? So this is the Mark Millar one you're talking about. Hmm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he mentioned the amount, the, the very small amount of comic readers who are currently on Twitter. I'm. It came from, a, I think he later replies that it came from someone involved in marketing at the big two. I think he uses that phrase. That's where he got it from. Oh, okay. I, I know a, a couple of people have doubted the veracity of the data, but he claims, and I tend to believe Mark Miller, that that's where he got it from. You know, the that he got it from someone who worked in marketing at either Marvel or DC. So interesting. Um, did, have you found it, dude, have you, or...? Uh, no, because he's not. It wasn't on his account, but I'm sure it's going to pop up. So essentially, it was. I think like, I sent yeah, it on the fact, WhatsApp, didn't I? I think didn't we send it through on there? Yeah, um, it there. And it's, he says something like 95 percent of people who read comics don't have a Twitter account. Is that right? Or don't follow things? An active Twitter account? Something like that? Was it? Well, I think it was the fact that oh, like, I found it. Here we go. go um, here's an amazing stat I heard yesterday. Only 10 percent of comic buyers have a Twitter account, and only half of those accounts are actually active. Thus, 95% of the comic book audience is not on Twitter, which must be mind-blowing for the company marketing departments. How do they know these stats? I don't know. I don't know. Well, he, he later just say that it came from a marketing department. But if the marketing departments are Marvel at DC or anything like the editing departments, I can't imagine they're particularly fucking yeah. brilliant, are they? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same with the, uh, the, to be fair, while we're slinging shit, the Valiant one. Oh, that was God. just... What's your favourite Marvel or DC film or something? It's like you're yeah. Valiant. You know, should be talking about other people's brands. What yeah. happened but to Valiant? What happened to Valiant? Yeah. yeah. 
but the the interesting for me so that's an interesting stat whether it's true or not or whether you know it's it's it's, it's yeah. a worthy talking point the the bit that i found very interesting is later on someone there was a conversation that started in the same strand about how twitter is full of creators and not fans now from my experience it may just be because i follow creators but the others the odd fan mm. pops up you yeah. know like spinner rack or someone like that yeah um the it, i think it does ring true for me that yeah yeah um, you think so, guys? I'm, uh, yeah, I, I mean, so. I mean, totally. Yeah. I mean, percent. I mean, I'm not. I don't do maths, so uh, I can't talk of percentages. But I know um, our lovely listeners um, sometimes are active on social media, and we know that you know a, a lot of them aren't necessarily comics creators, but they but they interact with us and they talk about the books that they like yeah. and they recommend and stuff. But that that's a very small percentage compared to the amount of. Uh, comic creators that i that mm-hmm. i hear discussing i mean yeah. it's partly because the people i want to you know the people i'm actively following and stuff are normally comic creators yeah. or you know or, or even if they're not they're just nice people but for the most part um i want to discover new artwork i want to you know discover great books i want to probably steal information so i can make my own work yeah. better so that's also like if if you're flogging the title, how do you get your book out in front yeah. of people who want to see, who yeah. would want to read it? Yeah, yeah. We and, we really must speak to someone who knows. And and I'll you know I'll throw her under the bus a bit. I was chatting me and Cliff were talking to Sarah, Sarah Harris about that. And this is her day job, and she was talking about the um, traction you get on Twitter um, compared to, which isn't that great compared to what you would get on maybe Facebook, which is a much you know, a slightly older. Mm. Um, social media isn't it um, yeah. compared to something like Facebook or Instagram which you know obviously there's a lot of adverts pop up on Instagram and you know influencers and stuff like that yeah. I don't think Twitter and we all know those people who spend their life on Twitter you know yeah. I mean partly because of lockdown but partly because they just do my nutting yeah. you know um, um, and they're not it's not going to help you that much I, I think no, it. very much in the social media um, it's it's very much if you go on Twitter, um, for instance, it's a career by personality um, yeah. rather yeah. than, um, you know, a, a lot of the sort of writers <laughs> that, that are doing some amazing work are usually too busy to, <laughs> to yeah, do they it. Are. And they, they yeah. sensibly, they're sensibly not fucking involving themselves in all the shit yeah. on there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like it might be poetry said like it's basically a platform made to argue on. Yeah, someone <laughs> yeah. said it, and it was like there is this. Uh, it causes a lot more division. I mean, we're missing in my eyes. It. Yeah, I mean, we're getting yeah, and and not just when I when I say we, I'm. Uh, there's probably lots of people that we're talk- that agree with us here. Um, we are missing out on so many gems. There's so much that I haven't discovered. There's so much artwork that I missed, or the latest release that I've missed because. There's just all the the ranting and raving. No, it's, stuff. no yeah. it's the old the old example I use. If you click on the, you know, you, you get sent. Oh, do you want to follow these subjects? And if you click on comic creators, it's just a load. For I tried it earlier this year in January, and it's just everything about Trump. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 And, and I... During the lockdown, social media has been our portal into what's coming out, what's worth yeah. reading. Yeah, and we're just not getting enough of it on there. You know, um, there's so I... many. I've got so many block words to try and filter out my feed to make it. Primarily about yeah. comic book stuff. Me too. There, yeah. there, there is, um, you know, if off the top of my head, if I was thinking of like, a, you know, a, a comic creator who is, you know, actively using social media a lot, but doing it in a sort of to to promote their books in a positive way. Ram V, he's he's Ram V's 
he's his career's just <laughs> taken off. He's doing lots of stuff. Whenever I see him posting, he's posting on like, oh my god, this book's coming out this week. You know, he and he's just showering praise onto his creative team and stuff. And I, every time yeah. I see his, and I just think, fucking good on you, man. You That's know, where you're, you should be. You're yeah, smashing yeah. it. And um, to be fair, Miller's just, Mark Miller's the same. Yeah, he's he's just. That Jason Campbell thing he did the other week was a masterstroke. Yeah. Like the whole, mm-hmm. like he did the drawing challenge because he, uh, so many people I know did that, and he interacted with each one of them, commented and said, "Yeah, oh, see, Stuart Moraine got a nice little retweet or a message to yeah. me about it this week. The one he did, he, yeah. drink and draw. He yeah. highlighted people who, who he thought he'd done a really good job multiple times. Like did a, like a, a uh, what's everyone? Is it stories on Instagram where you sort of like." show a series of posts oh yeah if you can take like some negative sort of reaction or or some trolling or whatever and turn it into something positive for other people as well because what he did got how many thousands of people drawing and like you know just trying their own thing that's amazing it's you know i'm i'm as likely to be turned on to a creator as i am unfortunately turned off by a creator and i wouldn't buy their books by the way they act on twitter yeah I gotta say I agree. Like, if someone kind of like I see them being a rough fucking arsehole on there, it's like, oh god, no, I don't. Yeah, it's, I've cancelled a Kickstarter before because I saw people the way people were acting on Twitter. Like arsehole. Yeah, yeah. There was this is a phenomenon they they done. Uh, oh, I found about quite recently, but it was with video games back in the day, and when like the systems were relatively new, you used to get demos of games all the time. Uh, have I said this allegory before? Uh, basically, they, so. they found out that when people were playing demos, it would turn off people who were undecided more than it would turn people on to getting them. And the people right. who were already going to get the game would get it anyway. So essentially, you would always end up with damaging yourselves, not boosting them up. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you got people at a glance at the, 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 the product rather than being on the fence that, like, oh, actually, I won't bother getting that. Well, do you think that's the problem? Do you think that Twitter's become that toxic that sometimes if you are one of those like active and let's call them mouthy creators on Twitter and then suddenly they put their book out, it's likely to reduce sales. <laughs> fucking yeah, I don't know. It's kind of yeah. like when you sort of like mouthing off some tub- subject that they're like, this is really half-baked and uninformed. Oh, by the way, I've got a comic book coming out tomorrow. Oh, really great. Oh, well, well, yeah. Why not then? Yeah. The thing is, it's an interesting platform because you know you have the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's got it's got it all yeah. there in, yeah. in one package. I mean, as much as I may say, oh, I, I don't want to read about this, or I don't want to read about that, or you know, the grumpy old man and me, or whatever. But but sometimes a, a certain um, event or someone will say something, um, and I'll perk up and I'll look at it and just go, oh, yeah, you know, um, the one for me, um, uh, Rick Remender. One of our favourite writers. Uh, I think I sent this to you guys as well, didn't I? And I don't. Yeah. I, I I literally I sent this uh, to the guys. I took a screenshot and I left it. I, you know, I haven't followed this up, so I don't know what's happened. No, to I it. haven't either. I just saw the comment you put yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, you know, it's the man himself um, saying, being the one who conceived of, pitched, and helped design the new Captain America, and not seeing a single penny or acknowledgement is a bummer. Yeah, um, that's cool then. And and certainly and yeah. Is he talking about Sam Sam Wilson? I'm guessing, yeah, yeah. Um, but he didn't obviously make he made the Captain America, but obviously he's been around for quite a while, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I think in in the way that it, you know, because he Sam he, he crafted it in such Cap. a way, didn't yeah. he? Um, but yeah. part of me does wonder what benefit there is of other than assuaging your own frustrations of posting that on a public forum. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It, uh, unless he has been through the process of talking to the powers that be, maybe reaching out to people at the you know Marvel Cinematic Universe, maybe speaking to the editors at Marvel Comics, yeah, you know, speaking to the Marvel. That one, it could be one. Maybe of those. he's done all of those, yeah, but I doubt yeah. it. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Who knows? No, if, who knows if this tweet still exists? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, There's sometimes you know when you when people just tweet something and then I mean it's like we've all done it, man. It's like fucking we've conversation. Looked, yeah, you say something and yeah. then just think, oh no, I'm gonna get rid of. It. I I regret that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but a lot yeah, of the times we've you... all done it. We're all we're yeah, prone to yeah. our emotions and stuff, aren't we? But there's a lot of people out there that I think, why did you just post that? What yeah. possible yeah. help is that going to be? I saw somebody recently who's um, a comics professional who's moving from one job to another, and they posted, well, even Superman hated their job. And I'm thinking, why, why are you posting that? Do you hate your yeah. new job then or what? You know, what's happening? You know. Yeah. Well, firstly, he didn't. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's like, weird because, like, I've, we discussed this all about social media policies. I've I've got one in my job. I right. had to sign. Okay. And I can't just go off on my, I say, oh, yeah, my job, load of shit. All the people that work at my company are assholes. I don't think that. But if I did, if I did say similar to that, I could get myself in trouble. I don't understand why they don't have similar contracts with uh these creators because yeah. i don't know it's bad um, bad mouthing the people you work for is yeah not... and if you're saying look i didn't get any money off that marvel cinematic universe marvel television universe disney universe whatever it's going to be why why would you say that yeah Cause... i don't know but presumably it's all like contractual stuff and like you're you're providing ideas and mm. I, I presume just even a nod to say oh well done i, don't, I mean I it's don't... not right no it's not right but Twitter is not, I mean, we say this every day. Someone says this, Twitter is not a court. As much as it likes to think it is, you yeah, know, it's not yeah. the way you go to to solve grievances or, you know, try people or, you know, it's not. It's just a place yeah. where loads of people go moaning. But it, it's <laughs> yeah. that expression of, like, yesterday's fish and chip paper. Yeah. The cycle yeah, yeah. on there is so quick that what's hot one minute can just be blown out of the water by another thing that comes along and then they talk about that for a day and then it goes yeah. on to another thing and yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, like what i was trying to say is about like yeah getting your comic in front of people i i try that when i do the vanguard updates i've got those little animatics and most of the time i look at how they do and so many people watch it and then i see like uh url clicks and it's like one two it's like okay right, okay so no one's really gone through to the site from that yeah from from that thing so you wonder uh, uh, I mean, how with, do you do it? With I mean, we've all backed off Twitter. I know you have, Vince, haven't you? We've all yeah. got accounts on there, but we've all backed off it. And had it not be for the fact that, you know, we've got this and Tribute Press and the comics you guys do, I don't think I'd be on there, a, you know, a tenth as much as I am even now, and I'm hardly on there. Um, but with that, if, this, if that's reliable intel that, that, your, that your comic's not going to, get any more views by promoting on twitter i'm like well what am i doing on there then yeah like, I, to be fair i like interacting with other people and other creators i do enjoy that aspect of it but there's it's kind of like the baggage of the other side of it of having to put up all the other stuff really kind of turns me off yeah i mean i know i've mentioned it before i'm on the old 11 o'clock comic slack and there's people on there who don't have other social media yeah. and they do it they're on there and it's the nicest environment of comic fans yeah. you know it really is nice yeah um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just to clear up, um, he does th this. This tweet doesn't exist anymore. From what I can see. Oh, he deleted it. Is he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So I think. That's and very wise. you know, yeah. and <clears throat> obviously, 
I love Rick Remender's work, and his feed is all about just showing love for all the books. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we all get a bit down about stuff, and like yeah. I said, we've all done it before. But yeah, so just, yeah I mean, you can't get miffed about it. And, and, and also, just, the Death yeah. and Glory Premium Hardcover Edition's out, and that is an absolute banger of a book. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that one. Yeah. So, I'll do uh, the old. Uh, if you're not sure about a tweet, save it and then come back to it a little bit later. And usually yeah. the heat's gone out of it, and you're like, oh, no, fuck it. Yeah. Ain't worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do but, laugh at some of these people who just literally put everything they think on Twitter. Yeah, and it's like, oh, really? But, but, but don't think about it afterwards. I mean, like, yeah. every, every choice has consequence, doesn't it? Really? Um, yeah. So you know, we, we just. I, I think we need to kind of like maybe invest some time or, or, or open up a kind of group discussion on how we get the comics that we're making and selling out to audiences and what's the most effective method. Because I have no specialist skill set in this at all, yeah. and. I'm sure one of the people we know could point us in the right direction to kind of help scratch that itch, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, yeah, is we've it, we've got a marketing department, or like as part of the university, we've got a marketing. Um, uh, in fact, my professor originally comes from there, and um, yeah, I've got her looking for a few sort of things for me, just just to help help me learn a bit more about what does have traction yeah. and mm. what doesn't, you know. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, there, there's little people like us and some other fantastic organisations and stuff shouting out about indie comics and yeah. small press and stuff. Um, so if you see them about, take heed of what they're shouting about because you might discover some stuff. That, that you really love um because you know it, we don't all have an amazing <laughs> publishing house like europe comics just yeah. you know just uh feeding. europe comics yeah Matt, europe when they comics send me that them. email i just download all the pdfs and because the way they're sent through <laughs> yeah. the, the name the names get stripped out it's just numbers and i'll just go through opening it up and it's like oh this is for me and read it through yeah. and yeah. Like, oh that's not sure yeah. about this one but yeah it's yeah. fantastic so, yeah it's not bad is it yeah, yeah. i got um I think I've got 11 o'clock comics on there and I've got um, that comic smell on there and they're both loving it. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Um, right, well, speak, speaking of, uh, we've had our little pontification. <laughs> yeah. Word of the week. Um, <laughs> do we have any shout-outs this week, gents? Yes. Yeah, I've got a few. So, um, hauntednerds.com has just launched um, for Stuart and Andy. Um, comics, art, podcasts. I, I had a little scroll from it through it because uh, you know, I came through just or the message came through just before we came on there. But there's like fucking loads on there. If you've got a boring Sunday, I've got to tell you, there's loads on there to listen to, to read. There's these got these new comics on there. Stuart, really good. Um, coming to Kickstarter soon. You can do one of those things where you register to be notified when it goes live. Is cosplayer that destroyed the Earth number three from Dan Harris. That's a cracking series. Yeah, I've seen that issue. He sent it through to me. It's brilliant. Yeah, I love Dan. He's got a great sense of humour, and that's a good one. Uh, another one that's currently live that I've just backed um, from one of the Pod 200 alumni is um, Digitopia 3 from Farhan Qureshi, uh, which is another great read. Which um, we followed the progress of that book. It's nice to see the third one out. Yeah. That's good. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going back that one as well. Yeah, they're my three. Lovely. Uh, no, another couple of Kickstarters to keep your eye out, um, which will probably, well, they're going to be going live, um, I think, this week. Is obviously the new uh, Legend of La Mariposa yeah. um, book from <laughs> James Lawrence. Uh, talked about it last week. Absolutely love it. You need to get on it. So um, check out Kickstarter this week f- for that. There's also um, Volume 2 of Sar- Sagas of the Shield Maiden, which I'm um, a big fan of the first one uh, by Asa Wheatley and <coughs> uh, Murderer's Row of Fantastic Creators. So line, line that one up to pledge as well. Uh, have you got any, Dan? I've got two. 
uh, one, the first one, it's uh, we reviewed his comments before. Uh, Chad Kroger, Jordan Kroger, sorry, not Chad Kroger, Jordan, Jordan Kroger. Chad, Chad Ty- Kroger's a lead singer in Nickelback. How yeah. dare you? <laughs> uh, that was a slip, <laughs> wasn't it, eh? Sorry, sorry, Jordan. Nickelback fan. <laughs> uh, it says Tiger Boy versus issue one and two. A sky pirate and a red uh, battle panda band of road warriors and team up with a five-year-old superhero in this fantasy action adventure. This chap, uh, Jordan, did The Fist, which you can now read oh, on. Oh, yeah, uh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Comic House. So it's uh, check it out. The Kickstarter looks fantastic. I've, I've backed this one. I've gone all in. So hopefully that's going to be uh, turn up trumps. The second one, I sent this to Tony Vince when the project first launched. I said, I wonder how this get on, gets on. Uh, it's Carbon and Silicon and Shangri-La by uh, Matthew Bablet. Uh, two science fiction tales from the celebrated visionary graphic novelist presented in a gallery quality hardcover and slipcase. When we were first launched, I think it was only like £100 that had been pledged. It's got a goal of 5200 It's currently on £43,925. Yeah. So it's absolutely fucking smashed it. And when you look at the artwork and the 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 comic and what uh, they're delivering up, it's fucking amazing. It looks so good. I'm sort of not sure what to go in for. I will be pledging to at least one of them, maybe both. Uh, but I'll see. That's annoying. It was $50 and you could get both half covers uh, delivered. Uh, oh, well. There you go. That's the early bird special I missed. So uh, yeah, check out that. I'll put that. I'll give. I'll send the show notes to uh, links to Vince, and you can click him in the show notes below on your favourite podcast. <laughs> I sort of go in somewhere then and just fucking yeah. drive off the edge of the road. I was about to go super professional. I thought you were going partridge yeah. for a minute there, and yeah. then sort of pull back. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay, with with that in mind, uh, shall we recommend some books, gents? Do you want yeah. to go first? Yeah. Yeah, we're, you're going to go, aren't you? And I'm going to, I might join in a little yeah. bit. Dan. This one, fuck me. Uh, we, it's called Arseholes. And <laughs> it, we got it free from the Eurocomic stuff by Bram Allgood, uh, Mika style. And it's the story of two slightly over the hill TV presenters who are just the arseholes in question. And they have a day on a golf course where like it kicks off with them being talked about by the ball boys about like they, they want fucking drinks and it's only like <laughs> 11 a.m and they're like the bar don't have it till 12 and it's like oh he's giving me all these this money to do it and it, it sort of goes off from there and then you follow them around these two reprobates as they they play the, the holes on the course and get up to shenanigans and they're real taking the piss I, I, I don't want to go into it too much T because it, I don't want to spoil it yeah I get you yeah, but it's done so well. It's absolutely fantastic. It does. We were saying just saying to Nazelli, weren't we? It starts off. You think it's just this sort of book you keep in your toilet to read about if you're a golf player. Yeah, you know I mean, it looks like that. Yeah, and I think, oh, what's this? I'll scroll through this, and the artwork's um, sort of comedy basic, a little bit, you know, sort of caricatured. And then you think, hang on a minute, what's going on here? And they start getting their knobs out, and you know, yeah. it's just like, oh Christ, it just goes off one. And they just become the worst two blokes you've yeah, ever met. Yeah, awful. They're sexist, misogynist, but just like having like an absolute whale of a time, totally unrepentant. Try, and... It's trying pretending to have sex with a dead pelican at one yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's some real... It's kind of like 
I think the the double page spreads on this would be fantastic. There's one where like he's chilling out every, every near the end of every hole. They're like a double page spread or something. There's one where one of them's like laying down by the tree, like we're having a drink, looking at his phone, and the other one's like in the golf the the rose bed, like Pratt's in the swing taking out flowers, and <laughs> yeah. they, they sort of get slightly more drunk and drunk, and then the, the last couple of holes they have a competition between the two of them. Then there's a little bit of a stinger at the end. But uh, honestly, <laughs> if if you like our humour, this yeah, you'll like is this book for you. Yeah, yeah. Like my favourite bit is you get to chapter nine. It's all split up into sort of short chapters. It's it's, it's a fun read. It's not like it's no it's not a long read. But there's chapter nine is just a letter from Europe Comics on the Europe Comics header saying, "Dear reader, the editorial team at Europe Comics has elected not to publish the ninth chapter of this book entitled Hole Nine. With regard to both imagery and subject matter, the outlandish events that unfold herein simply could not be reconciled with the values and moral standards that we affirm as a literacy institution." <laughs> Signed by Jean Doe, publisher of Europe Comics. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's it's a real real good book. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it, it is kind of our pure old kind of humour that we like. But they've ordered they've ordered a fresh round of drinks, and this is like put upon Caddy, isn't there? Who keeps having yeah. to do things for them, and they just say, "Oh fuck it," and drive off. And he gets there, and they've left all the sort of detritus they left there is a couple of empty bottles of spirits, a couple of cocktail glasses, and a porn mag. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they're going because they drink so much. <laughs> yeah. I think it is over the course of the day, and they're kind of they're used to it. Yeah. And like he tells a couple of, like, couple of allegories as like about the, the, the game show in China. And it's like, that's absolutely horrific. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's yeah, worth it's a look great. though. Yeah, yeah, very dark humour, but uh, very funny. Good stuff. V, go. do you want to go, mate? Yes, um, I um, went to Comicsology on the the search for the independent comics. I, I I took a took a punt on a series called uh, Psychic Girl. Oh, now this. Oh, <clears throat> I think I've read the first issue of this. This it's is not um, my yeah. the Psychic Girl, is it? That's an old. No, no it's a different no, one. No. No. This um. Quite crazy looking, isn't it? There's 14 issues of this. I was intrigued by the the 14th issue, and I looked at the artwork and I thought, "Oh, lovely!" I'm, but always want to go back to the the first issue. And 14 issues. I mean, I mean, Dan, you're hardcore, but 14 14 issues for an indie comic self published is that's a lot. Is, is brilliant. Anyway, this um this first issue came out in uh, December 2016. Um, it's only 79p on on Comicology. Um. Written and created by uh, Jason Green. Um, the publisher is Black Crown, which is obviously just him publishing himself. Um, a psychic girl focuses on a teenage girl who is born with the ability to do whatever she pleases and the chaos having such an ability causes to people around her. The title character is telepathic, being raised by her single mother who is telepathic as well and often discourages the use of her daughter's abilities. Um, there's a little more in the synopsis that I won't go into. But they get they get caught up in stuff, which often leads to mother and daughter having to pack up their belongings and relocate to different towns, different states, all across North America. Now, I checked out um, the first issue, like I say, from 2016, uh, called "Overpowered People." The synopsis of which was: Poor Bill, all he wanted was a date with the new girl in school. What he got instead was Armageddon. Um, and this is a book. This is fascinating because it's. I'm I'm really gonna see how this series develops, and how I, it's a, it's a good example of how the the creator develops as well. 
because the first issue is certainly fascinating it is very dark this is a very dark sort of series and the main character in this first issue is not likable in any way shape or form it's almost like taking if you were if you were to use a shorthand taking a, a carry kind of idea yeah um, but but twisting it on its head um, like she has a good relationship with her mother in this and but because of her telepathic powers she's she almost comes across like an evil marvel villain <laughs> Do you know what I mean? she, she's, okay. more, she's more emma frost than jean gray should we say um yeah. and certainly there's it all it all kicks off this one kicks off that she's a new girl in school and there's a there's a lad that goes up to her and, and was gonna ask ask her out on a date and she reads his mind and then <laughs> basically basically talks about and she says it out loud that he he's he's a dirty pervert and he just every night he just goes home and he starts jerking off and he, he's saying, she's saying it in front of the like everyone and then using her powers she makes she makes him start doing it in front of the entire lunch canteen right that's right i remember this now yeah, yeah. and it was yeah. like whoa and of course he can't stop it and it, it sort of traumatizes him and fucks him up in a, in a way which has repercussions later on in the issue um what you see from then is she's a character that very much is like oh i don't care he was he was an awful human being he he was like that and the mother is like you've traumatized him you know what you did was completely out of order um and there's la- there's obviously layers to it but in this first issue the main character does come across like uh claire is almost horrific to the point um, the artwork is, is fascinating because I, I see some real things that are, um, I can see influences of like, um, Sienkiewicz and, and stuff. Yeah, um, there is. There's, I was going to say there's a fine art, especially the cover of the first yeah. one is almost like Titian or so, you know, there's like a, yeah. a sort of fine art that cover influence. Of the yeah. That, it's a great that. cover. That's what drew me to that first issue, man. Yeah. And you can see the way he lays stuff out. Isn't totally comics traditional, yeah. but has, you know, it's, it, it's, there's a there's a weird there is a weirdness to it, isn't there? The, yeah. But it's, it's a nice one. It looks yeah. great. And when you said Black Crown, it's not the Black Crown we know from no. Shelley Bond. But if if this was submitted, to, I could see the bloke submitting it to that that yeah. imprint. Yeah. You know, I think it could have fitted with Black Crown. It's that sort of weird, almost a vertigo feel to it. Yeah. You know. But what I one of the things I like about it, I mean, this first issue is a little rough around the edges. I mean, it's 2016. Do you know what I mean? It's obviously yeah. that you know the person because. I'm fascinated to see this progression because looking at the latest ones, you know, the artwork has just blossomed and, you know, the story okay. is certainly going in a different direction. I want to see, you know, even though I, I felt myself reading this first issue thinking this this, this main character is awful, um, will will there be, not necessarily a redemption, but there there has to be an arc for, for a character like this and certainly some of the things that happen in, in the first one. And there's other, you know... Um, telekinesis and telepathic powers and stuff and there's there's because you're dealing with the mind there's lots of trippy dreamlike sequences where characters are just sort of um i i mean i'm 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 drawn to mine as as whenever anyone does an art piece of legion from marvel comics and they make it all it's all weird isn't it and, and twisted yeah it's very like that i get yeah. that definitely. yeah yeah um yeah and, and yeah this was a, a very there's also it's it's not all ages she does um there there's some fucked up stuff that happens in this book um but fascinated to see where it goes and um 
yeah, I think the story obviously gets bigger, but like I say, the latest issue, issue 14, came out recently. And um, rather, I haven't bought any more issues than this, but it, it was one of those, What what's this? This looks quite interesting. Look at the artwork. And it, it is just... Yeah, it looks great. So I'm interested to see what happens here. There's a real, there's a real development of um, creator, which is fascinating and great to see. I, I love seeing things like this as well. It's um, yeah, I just sort of fell upon that one as well. Mm, yeah, you yeah, know what you mean. Yeah, because it is just sort of it just sort of with the covers and they sort of catch your eye a bit. There's 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 not it's a standard. There's yeah. not there's not a standard um, way of of doing. There's not a standard logo for the treatment for the series. Um, yeah, it's unusual. It's it's, it's strange. It, it's dark, and um, yeah, I'm definitely going to check out more. Plus, it's only seventy nine p. You know, yeah. on comics on So, yeah, if that sounds like your sort of bag, check out Psychic Girl um, on digital platforms. So, there you go. That's my one. It's uh, finding me then. Um, so, <laughs> well, I just I just posted uh, I just posted a, a picture from assholes in the group chat on the. Uh, on the and the the, uh, the Skype and Azelia has given us some smiles from that one. Yeah, <laughs> lucky it wasn't too rude. I didn't realise you were still yeah, looking. At <laughs> <laughs> it was all that you are. No, you are. You are that one. Yeah. 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 Okay. So my my book is Maniac of New York. I finally went to a, a, a got to a comic shop. I got to Forbidden Planet in Cambridge, and Impulse bought half the store. Um, and I thought, oh, I just fancy a new series to read. So I got a book from Aftershock called Maniac of New York. There are four issues so far written by Elliot Callan, uh, and, uh, and, Andrea Muti on art and colours, um, Taylor Esposito on letters. Harry is a seemingly unstoppable slasher who carries a machete and he, wear, he wears what initially you think is a hockey mask. There's a sort of twist in the story there where it turns out it's not. Um, and he's murdering his way through New York. Now, he's been murdering his way through New York for four years and the authorities seem unable to stop him. And he's even reported on in the, uh, you know, the morning travel show. Mm. Um, they say, oh, you know, there's going to be trouble on the A train. Uh, plus, we suspect there may be, you know, Harry activity in this. <laughs> you know, it's like that. It's almost like... <laughs> reported yeah. on as a travel thing which is kind of a nice twist um yeah. there's a um a political aide called gina green and a disgraced nypd officer called zelda pettibone that's a hell of a name um they join the task force to stop him but um not very subtle foreshadowing here the mayor has instituted the first of a series of driverless tube trains um harry gets on one and the murdering goes up another notch um this is, um, I don't know how many issues it's going to be. I suspect it's five issues, I think. If it is five issues, they're going to need to hurry up and get on with it because it's been they've been on this train for bloody three issues so far. Um, I'm going to say um, the art by Andrea Muti is the, the reason I read it and the reason I was drawn to it. it um, if you if you know his art, it's... Um, Lovely art, just looking oh, at the... Just looking gorgeous, at the, yeah. Um, just the... Yeah, lovely brushy watercolory mm. kind of but with just big swathes of red ink you know red paint for the yeah. blood there's sort really, of um really... a, a dave dave wachter kind of vibe but i'm getting yeah it's a little bit, bit of um but that might be the, the sort of watercolors and things like that that they a bit of jeff lemire maybe mm. yeah. um okay that sort of thing um is it that sort of caricature but dirty caricature you know um the writing is I'm I'm not enjoying the writing, man. I have to say on it, it's a lovely little twist there that you've got this sort of relentless killer that has become almost part of New York, you know. Mm. Um, but there's bits in it where I think I kind of think like 
um, Kalen sent the, the script in and then it came back with the art and they didn't reconsider having to change some things. There's a moment where to the, you know, um, green and Pettibone are um, confronted with guns in their hands. One's got a shotgun in her hands and the other one's got a handgun confronted by Harry on this tube train. They're surrounded by dead bodies. He's got, he's covered in blood and he's holding a machete and walking towards them. And he's very close. According to the artwork anyway, he's very close up to them. And one detective says to the other, what do we do now? And I'm thinking for fuck's sake, what do you think you do? You know what I mean? You've just had three issues of talking about how deadly this bloke and how you've got to stop him. And he's walking towards you. You're holding guns. And he, and I think this is because the artwork maybe showed him closer than he was and he should have been further away for them, gotcha. you know, okay. to have that All sort right. of cliffhanger. It just doesn't work. Um, it takes far too long to get going. Uh, it just, I don't it, They've been on this train for issues. And I don't, if this was a 12 issue series, I could imagine that would be fine, but I don't think it is not according to comicsology anyway. Um, it's also 20 pages of comic. Okay. I understand that's kind of the standard these days um, in a $4 comic. And then the rest of it is 10 pages of filler of like, you know, oh, this is from this other comic. This is an advert for this. And it's just too much. Um, but I've got to say the reason I bought it and the reason I took it off the shelf, which is what we should be doing, you know, picking it up yeah. off the shelf. You can't read it in the shop. So you're not going to discover whether you've got, a, you know, you buy it and take that chance. It's because of the mute, the mute artwork, and I do absolutely adore it. I think it's it's amazing, amazing artwork. It just it just works really well. Um, the Harry creature works well. He's shown well. Um, you get Mutie's artwork allows for that sort of sudden appearance. You know, it's not sort of particularly like. You know, it's not it's not like a photograph is art. There's interpretive bits, and and the the characters do appear. The female detective Pettibone is meant to be a bit grizzled and an alcoholic, but it just seems to me whenever you get because it's so decompressed, whenever you get a break, she seems to just sort of smoke and get told off for smoking in each issue. And I'm like, what is going? Now I've had enough of this. Can we just get on with the story? Yeah. You know, um, there is this. I'm gonna say, uh, subtextually, there's a um, a thing going on about. Um, people buying expensive property and gentrification in a big city. I know it sounds boring, but this is clearly what they're doing. So he is, you know, murdering his way across swathes of New York, but there is allegedly this one area where he doesn't murder and the house prices are going up. And I can see there's this kind of intellectual, but not very exciting, not very comics conversation going on here about gentrification of cities and you know how people can't afford to live there and stuff like that you know i can see that's what they're doing um and there's an there's a writer who's who's obviously one of the suspects who's who's in this nice area of the city and he's he complains about this it's forcing house prices up and i'm thinking compare this to let's all die which we've read recently this is they're trying to do a clever twist and it's just not pulling it off they're trying to be intellectual and it's just not not pulling it off it's there's is it the right right comic for that message it's really not is it it's preaching at the wrong points um i i bought it because i'd just seen the new york ripper giallo movie and have you guys seen that no no fucking out honestly i can't recommend it because it's so violent but the um it's brutal and it's a horror film you know and i think this is trying to be 
a horror comic and it can't do it. They're not taking, they're not pushing it. You know, this all seems to be about this woman who gets told off for smoking or drinking from her hip flask every so often. It doesn't seem to be about this force of nature that is murdering his way through New York. It's just at one point they go into a museum and I think one character says something to the other character. Like, I haven't been in this bit of the museum and it's the bit of the museum where they have the masks spoilers for the story. Cause they find one that's a bit like his mask. And the, the other person says, Oh, you haven't been in this part of the museum. Cause this is the racist bit of the museum. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm not sure. Now, how is this a horror film? How is it? Sorry. How is this a horror comic? You know, um, it's yeah. got a couple of interesting concepts, but it's just, uh, it's utterly neutered. You know, uh, it's strange. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess you got like, if you kind of like, you're going to say something in your comic that, that idea has to be kind of set out and delivered through the story. Yeah. When yeah. you just throw in stuff like that, it kinda, it, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously the creators are putting a, a lot of work. It's, I think it's it's unfortunate it's, it's come along at a time where we just read the the finale for. Well, I don't know whether they have put. I think I think Mooty's put an, an, a brilliant amount of work in it, yeah. and I'm glad I've read it for his artwork. But I think this script just feels fucking rushed off. The dialogue doesn't half to half the yeah. time work. It seems like yeah. seems like he's just sort of written a script and sent it off, and they've not sort of reconsidered it, which is an act you should do when you get the art back. Yeah, you know. It's, yeah, um, sometimes you don't you take stuff out because it, it, it's not necessary. Yeah, you what have to put we, stuff in because it's not too clear. What should we do now when he's yeah. walking, you're holding a shotgun? You know, how, how do you? What should we do now? What do you reckon we should do? You know, this man's running at us with his fucking. I'm holding a shotgun. You know, but like, <laughs> oh my god, it's not. A, it's, it's not a horror comic. It's an opinion piece from the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> so I actively went searching out for more Muti, and I'm re- I'm currently reading Rebels from Dark Horse um, by him, which is outstanding. Have you read that? No, no, Vi- no. It, do you know Brian Wood did that Vikings book, the Northlanders? Yeah. This was the other book he was doing around the same time. And yeah. it's just so well done. I've read, just read the first issue while we're waiting to come online, and uh, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. Nice. So um, go and pick up something by Andrea Muti. That, um, that was that was like a, like a, a book sort of um, dissection, and then you snuck the real recommend in yeah, right yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The recommendation is Muti, and that uh, was Rebels. like a Shamalanian twist. That was yeah, you like that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm just tired of these neutered books. I just wish people would take a chance now. I just, I just think they're worried about what their friends are going to say about yeah. them on social Mate, media and yeah. it. all the time. It's like if you're doing this book, put your fucking foot down. Yeah, yeah. that's what you it should mean? be. Yeah, put your foot yeah. down. Like tell a tell a story. I don't want to hear your politics play out all the time. Like I said, if you kind of want to make that story, that's fine. But like, yeah, it's just tell the story man yeah, yeah. Oh, Elliot <laughs> right. Callan is also the head writer for the Daily Show with Jon Stewart well, there you go there's oh, a fucking okay. explanation for you yeah. there you go um, yeah. although we will say because um, certainly we have a couple of people have asked us the finale of um, Let's All Die is worth worth the price of admission worth I, your money I, I, yeah. I could I could have had another uh, two issues of that if the creators yeah, me too. Could, could have made it work so um oh yeah i really enjoyed that whole thing it's yeah. such a such a fun enjoyable S- read such a yeah, yeah yeah um so so when it does come out in comicsology you're all in for a treat that's what we're saying yeah, yeah. um and, and that's largely that we got an early issue and this it. episode has been a treat indeed as well we hope you hope you enjoyed it um and you've added to your wish list or, or checked out some comics and um yeah thank you to nazelli and the europe comics guys for joining us once again um, before we get on to the final stretch, thank you to everyone that um, joined us at our last drink and draw. Thank you to, to yeah, it's Tom, good one, isn't it? Tom for hosting it. Um, 
there was there was I know there was a, the couple of us that were just just absolutely exhausted from the week, and I didn't I didn't I thought going into it I thought I'm gonna shut for the first hour and then I'll probably just I pulled the ripcord because I'm knackered. But it was such a lovely time that I stayed. For it was a nice one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, real, yeah, real nice one. And thanks so, Simon Russell who drew me um, yeah, anatomically correct fighting a large dog with Jane McDonald watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the next one of those is going to be um, towards the end of June, I believe the 25th. Uh, 25th, I think you said, yeah, didn't you? 20, 25th. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for how to get involved in that because that is a great time. No matter where you are in the world, if you can make the time zones work, like the mighty JWC who joins us every time. And, and yeah, then, she had to duck out this time. We yeah. missed you, JWC. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't get to see your art this time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's always a fun time. So thank you to everyone that, that joined us that night. And thank you to you for listening this week. Um, if you want to get in touch with us about anything that we've, we've talked about, or if you want to send us some comics or news about comic events, get in touch with us via email, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. I mean, we've been talking about it. We've been ranting about the socials. But we're on there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We may go, mm, Twitter. Follow us at the Awesome Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Feels a bit disingenuous after that. We've been yeah, writing about review. Yeah, we got another review, didn't we? Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, if you do the Book of Faces, go to Facebook.com/slash Awesome Comics Podcast. Join the um, the Facebook community group, Awesome Comics Talk, where there's wonderful chats about comic creation, uh, comics from all over the world, comic events, just being supportive of each other. There's a thread for for um, if you've got any projects coming up, etc. There's all kinds of stuff on there, and it is a great community of people on there. They're very supportive of, of each other's work, or you know, comics or whatever. So whether you're a creator, reader, fan, convention organizer, everyone is welcome at Awesome Comics Talk. So join us. I don't know. Can I make a suggestion? Thing. I know we've been a bit negative about the socials, but would anyone be interested in a Slack group just for us? Um, just let us know. We'll take maybe take a month's poll and see what happens. But yeah, um, yeah it's something I might be interested in. Mm. Yeah, it's one of the things that I'm frust- I, not frustrated about the Facebook group is, but there can only really be one or two conversations going at once. Yeah. Whereas Slack's if we had like that, yeah, if we had a big forum where like people could post artwork for feedback or put their own reviews on or yeah, you know, I mean, you could have several conversations going in, in several different bits. Mm. You know, I've started using Slack over the last year. I never really used it before, and I actually quite like it. I think it's 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 all right. So I so said we had yeah. a technical bit, and um, what do I need for this print specification, or yeah, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, see what see what everyone thinks. Yeah, yeah get, in, get in touch with us and let us know. And thank you for very much for listening to us, whether it was on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. We got a new one. Hey, our egos have been fluffed. <laughs> um, but we're we're always eager for more because it helps get the word out about the show. And uh, keeps our star rating up, which I'm fucking surprised we've got. We've got that many. <laughs> um, but thankfully, you're enjoying what we're doing. So thank you very much for all the support. If you listen to us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, oh, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on the um, the Star Wars themed one, uh, Pod Washing the Wookie, which <laughs> is um, something we should all be doing. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> what was that, Dan? <laughs> yeah, keep your rookie nice and clean. Yeah, give it a good scrub. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at doing a Chewbacca bot. I bet you do a good one, Dan. Fuck no, no, I can't do that. That's well out my wheelhouse. How dare you? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wookie Gate. That's what, that's what's going to be the downfall <laughs> of this show. Uh, but it's, uh, it's <laughs> but we're not going anywhere yet. But where can people find us, Tony? Neveronanything.com. There you go. Damn. Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Vanguard Comic. I'm slagging Twitter off the entire episode, but this is where you can find me on. <laughs> uh, and you can be Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. But uh, a lot of my stuff now is going on Patreon. i kind of got to be careful what I'm sharing on there because I'm doing a couple of bits and bods for people. And, okay. Uh, I don't want to take the wind out of their sails by posting shit up there, if you see what I mean. Yeah, Do yeah, commission work and stuff. Oh, I so. should probably say thanks for the response to George Mayhem. We're into the last two weeks of it now, I think. Um, it's really ramping up. And uh, thanks to everyone who's been replying to it. It's been really nice. Yeah. There you go. I, don't, I should reply. I just read. I'm yeah, so I know. Some people just kind of like me. This is a bit of a conversation going with some people on there. But uh, the one that... Uh, the uh, yeah, it's, it's going to get going, and then we've got um, two pinups from two hot artists coming up after that. Oh, cool! Mm. Yeah, can't wait to see them. Did you ask someone uh, else, Antonio? <laughs> you the you're a hot boy, sexually hot, not yeah. artistic hot. What oh, is both. happening? Both. What is happening? It's nine o'clock post nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been quite a long show actually. This one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been long. Let's keep clock. going. Let's do another yeah. recommendation. Oh god. Another god. Hour. Well, I, I recommend that you follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jester Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. I also recommend that you uh, stick with us because we're here every every week, and occasionally um, there's some actually informative and great comic talk. But that's usually because yeah. of the guests. The rest of it is yeah. just us waffling. Um, but thank you very much for listening, everyone. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy, safe, and just enjoying comics, whether it be making, reading, or whatever. Um, we will see you next week for more madness and mayhem. From Dan, Tony, and myself, have a brilliant week. And, hmm, let me think. What should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Oh, almost. That was good. I felt good there. Yeah. Good vibes all around. Getting on that shit. Yeah. Bye, everyone. See ya.